everyone. This is Charlie, and this is another edition of the CYJ Podcast. Uh, nice to have you guys connect through Spotify this beautiful Tuesday morning. If you're listening to us on Monday, then man, that's awesome. Yanko, what's going on, my friend? How you what doing? What it do? What it do, Charlie? Not much, man. Not, not, not much, much, man. It was a, you know, it was a little bit of a stumbling start to the podcast, but we're going. We're going. Right. Had a little bit of some network troubles. A little bit, a little bit. Let's oh. just say we've been uh, we've been trying to get this going for the last hour. So not bad, <laughs> not, not bad at all. But at the same time, geez, Louise, man. Sometimes well, everything day, works. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. And today was one of those days. And the last thing you wanted was uh, halfway through the show. Just what happened to Yanko? <laughs> yep. So, but it's hey, all good. It's where's all good. Uh, where's Josh? Josh? Exactly. Um, Exactly for our our older crowd, he's basically Carmen San Diego right now, <laughs> dressed Indeed. in red. No, just kidding. Yep. No, he'll if he can join, he will. But the uh, podcast will start with just the infamous Charlie. Last week I messed up. I did say your go- your uh, assigned birth government name. Don't yeah. want to do that. Uh, it's nothing wrong with it, but yeah, I no. think you have a beautiful name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you but very much. Uh-huh. Regardless. Yeah. Regardless, for- it's Charlie and it's Yanko for the beginning of the show. We did give you a lot of time, Josh. So, if, if bro, if you end up just listening to this tomorrow or Wednesday or Thursday, bro, we gave you an hour and seven minutes of extra time and you still didn't make it? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. All right, bro. Um, it, it was pretty quiet. It was a pretty quiet week again. We did. We knew we were getting it. Whoa, I just totally lost my camera there. I mean, my light. Technical difficulties. I said man, it since is, the beginning. Man, what the heck is going on? Anyway, this was a week. We we knew what we were getting ourselves into when we started this podcast. There was going to be some really dead weeks. And we're at that really funky stage right before the draft. Free agency has kind of come and gone. Uh, not many news in the last couple of days. There was one big one today. I, I know we, we didn't really discuss putting it on the agenda. Julian Edelman retired uh, yeah. just today. Crazy, right? Crazy. 11 years in the league. And I saw uh, some stats about him. I've seen sports movies made with less uh, script, with less, uh, let's say, plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy has uh, quite a story. I mean, we know Edelman because of his rise to greatness right alongside uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. Uh, not the Bucks, but the Patriots. Yeah, And, you know, one of the most uh, vivid images I can remember of him is that catch in the 28-3 Atlanta Super Bowl. Oh, right? my goodness. At, versus Atlanta. The, the I thought he dropped it. I mean, it was literally, what was it, Charlie? Maybe uh, an inch? Bro, it, it, heck, let, let, let's, let's go back to that play real quick. It, not only was that an amazing catch, it should have been intercepted. Yes. And then, and then, okay, real quick, you know, this isn't would you rather, but... Julian Edelman catch or David Tyree? What was crazier? Oh, I think the helmet catch, man. Yeah. The helmet catch. Because, so, to me, just real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of pressure you need to put Mm -hmm. on a slippery surface, a round slippery surface, that's your helmet, with another round object, which is the ball. While getting hit. (laughs) While getting hit, the amount of pressure he's putting against his helmet to hold on to it while falling is 
I I still think one of the best catches in the league. So I I, I agree with you, and I'm just gonna change it up real quick. Just turn it. The probabilities of that play exactly developing the yeah. way it did with Edelman. Crazy! It both catches involved the Patriots though. It right, and and there's always that there's always that one play in a Patriots Super Bowl. Always, <laughs> yeah. you know the whole butterfly effect. <laughs> always applies to the Patriots. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I Hall of Famer. Uh I, you know what? I don't think he's a first ballot, but I think he makes it. Maybe, maybe eventually makes it. But here's the question, Charlie. Here's the question. Now, yes, he quote unquote failed the physical, and that's mm-hmm. what. Uh, ended up terminating his contract that yeah. uh, made the retirement a little maybe more... Ex- accelerated a year, maybe. Exactly. The Patriots let him go. He's no longer on the team. Okay, that's uh, over and done with. Mm. If you look at the Bucks, they haven't signed AB yet. Oh, now, I'm so not saying taking it there. I'm not saying AB and Edelman are the same player. No, no, no. Because they're not. But if you told me, hey... Middle of the season. Hey, Edelman, have you stayed in shape? Are you good? I bring back Edelman in a heartbeat. League, vet- yes. league veteran minimum. Bring him in. Plug him in. He knows Tom. Tom knows him. Now it's a different offensive playbook and anything else. But if Tom tells him, uh-huh. hey, remember, this route, I want you to be here, here, and here, he's going to do it. Yeah. Just run these. You come in, bro, we're going to give you 10 routes. That's all you're going to do. That's your job. Heck, yeah, man. I love it. And, and and it is it is to note that the Bucks actually cut him, so that makes it completely possible. Sorry, thank you. The Patriots cut him, so that may we're not we might not have a director's cut. So thank you for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, even if we had a director's cut, Josh will never know what we made mistakes in. So anyway, good job there, Yanko, correcting that. Um, that makes a big difference. The fact that they cut him gives him that opportunity. I hadn't even thought about that to be honest. Uh, I don't know if his health is going to allow him. But if it does, it makes heck. Tom Brady probably wants both of them back, AB and oh Edelman. Gosh. You know, but I guess the only issue I would see with Edelman is, is I, I believe that's that's Scotty Miller's position more than AB and him. True. Scotty Miller is is. But I agree with you. Maybe one of these guys goes down halfway through the season. Injuries happen in the NFL. We all know it. Uh, maybe, maybe. But maybe if not. He- Edelman, amazing career. Maybe he pulls a Gronk, takes a year off, does some analyst job, does some random little things here and there, and then they come a calling and say, "Hey, you got one year, two years left in you." It could, it could very well be. Though. I guess the only difference is, um, dude, have you have you seen Rob Gronkowski's actual age? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he, he he's only thirty one, and he's and he retired for one year. Yeah, so. Edelman, I think, is on is a little bit under thirty four. I guess that's something we can check, but that that's not that that's a little bit older. So I don't know if he's going to have time to recover at this point. Even if he takes a year off, maybe a year later might be too hard. I he's, like what you mentioned. Oh, yeah, go ahead. He's thirty four. Yeah, yeah. So if he were to take a year off, that's coming back at thirty five. True. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. He's regardless, a good play guy. Yeah, regardless really awesome career considering he didn't even play receiver till he got to the NFL. Dude, um, that's the dream. That's and the dream. He, he got does, to- I'm not sure if my memory deceives me, but didn't uh-huh. he kind of replace Wes Welker? He did. He did. Right? Yeah, he did. I, I, I think he became a better slot player than Wes Welker, really. More durable, too. 
Yes, yes. Um, we were we kind of concussion prone. And and little little thing. It's funny that you mentioned that uh, Yankel, because that'll be something to note in a few minutes when we get to the Would You Rather. Remember that question. Teaser. Teaser alert. Teaser alert. All right, guys. So what are we going to talk about today? First off, we're gonna we're gonna mention it as of right now. Uh, normally, th- there probably won't be another big signing till after the draft. Normally, that's what happens. The the batch of free agents that are still around end up uh, finding a home till after the draft. Why? Sometimes teams have a uh, have a a need and they just can't find it in the draft. Sometimes they do. So sometimes a team that was close to signing a player no longer needs him. So we're gonna look into some of the free agents that are still out there. Where could they hypothetically fall? Not only that, we'll, we'll, we'll go into as what we know as the Yanko Yeet. That'll be exciting. It's always fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, IG listeners, I don't know if you're going to go live, but if you are, that's going to be cool. Another, another little IG segment. And after that, how hard is it to be a general manager? How hard is it to be in sync with the coach? And who makes the final decision? Well, we're going to actually go into in depth into how hard it is to actually build an NFL team. And you guys know the rest? Would you rather? And a few mailbag questions. Let's get started, bro. Let's look into some of the free agents that are still around right now. Uh, I I, I highlighted 20 of them. We're not going to go into all of them. But just looking at that list that I sent you, who catches your eye right off the bat? I like the – and for the listeners, I need to give the well-due respect and uh, kudos to Charlie – Charlie is a great moderator, and I don't want to peg him as such, but he's very organized. And the list he sends us this week uh, for the top, not top, but the 20 agents that were relevant, and I, I agree with him, uh, that are still out there. Not only did he give us a list of who they are, but their age and and where they sit. So we just talked about Julian Edelman. You know, he's 34, Gronk mm-hmm. 31. And as I look at the list, Charlie, we've got some still younger players here. I mean... Quan Alexander at 27, KJ Wright at 27, Steven Nelson, cornerback, 28. So we've got some mid, mid-range between 25 and 30 aged uh, different players. And then you've got uh, some older ones. Now, I will say this. Quick quick correction, Yanko. I don't want to interrupt you. I made a mistake on KJ Wright. Just real note. He's not got 27. It. He's 31. So that one just got, got something to note. All right. No director's cut. We're doing it on the fly. Yes. The fact of the matter is, I firmly believe that free agency is dictated by one of two things, or one of three things: team okay. need. Mm-hmm. What is the how old and his physical, uh, stat not stature but his health? How is he healthy? Is he coming off a big injury? What is it? And a combination of age with position. Correct. Why do I say that? Hopefully, our Rams fans, they're probably screaming going, oh, that's his name. But what's the name of the offensive tackle? He's bounced around the league. I think he's like in his 13th year, 14th year, something like that. Uh, Huge dude for the Rams. And he's playing at a... Is it Whitworth? Is that what you're talking? Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll look up his age in a bit. But this is a, a a guy that is older, but the position allows him to be his age. An offensive tackle, offensive lineman, you're talking about a guy that needs to be immovable. Mm-hmm. Right? He's yep. not doing a lot of speed stuff. He's not doing a lot of uh, sudden movements. Maybe 
the sudden movement that he's doing, he's had to perfect with maybe a hand gesture for blocking the defensive mm-hmm. lineman or the step back, right? That quick one-two yes. to the right, run-two to the left, depending on mm-hmm. where he's on the line. My point being is that strength seems to be easier to keep and one or two movements to perfect than it is someone that is a running back, someone that is a tight end, wide receiver that depends on more than just one or two things. Linebacker. Exactly, as a mm-hmm. skill set. What do you yeah. think? No, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, it, it's one of those positions we see it. Uh, well, it, it kind of going back to last week when we, it was hilarious when we when we both uh, picked uh, Nelson there in, the, in that fake draft that we had. They don't really all come out like that. It's not common to see a lineman that comes out and is a stud right away. Generally, linemen come out, and it takes a few years for them to develop. Uh, a, 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 a player that comes to mind for me is Jason Peters. Bro, he's 39 yeah. years old. Yeah. Now, great, granted, he is not what he was. He, he really he, – he's past his prime. But he's still a lineman that's playing in the starting five position of the Philadelphia Eagles. Combat whether they're actually good or not, but you mentioned it. There's still value in those positions. A lineman, look at Trent Williams. He just signed a record-breaking deal, and he's 33 years old. Ask me if I would give a multi-year deal to a running back that's 33 years old. Would you give a multi-year deal to a running back that's 33 years old, Charlie? Well, I would not, even though that was a little rhetorical, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I would not. And, and that's why it kind of goes in point to what you mentioned. Not all age is created equal, I guess we can kind of say. Uh, 30 years old at quarterback is not the same as 30 year olds at, at running back. 30 year old at lineman is not the same as a cornerback. So with that in mind, is there a player on this list, uh, Yankel, that catches your attention that you would say, all right, I don't mind the age. I like the player, and I I would fit him somewhere in particular. Is is there someone there? So first and foremost, I think the the one that stands out to me the most because of the division AFC West is Eric Fisher. Okay, this guy's a a top one of the top picks when Mm -hmm. in his respective draft. Well, number one, yeah, number one overall. And up until he had a he has an injury, but it was it was pretty hard, man. They 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 cut him at. I honestly feel, let me rephrase it. I honestly feel if he wouldn't have been injured, he'd still be on the team. Absolutely. And, and Yanko, quick, do they win the Super Bowl if he's there? That's another question, man. I mean, because it, he went out what, late in the season, right? He, no, he went out in the AFC Championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and suddenly, I don't know, I, I feel like the Chiefs were like, ah, we got Mahomes. It's no big deal. He'll figure it out. But we, we both agree, you know, Tom Brady, yes, the GOAT. But Tom Brady didn't win the, the Super Bowl. It was that stud defensive line of the Buccaneers versus that terrible offensive line of the Chiefs. Oh, I agree that, with you. Yeah, that's what it was. So you're, you're Eric Fisher. You're, you're waiting around. Obviously, you're going to wait for after the draft, see what happens. Who catches your attention, hypothetically speaking, out of the teams that have a little bit of a need? Does a you know I, I the Dallas Cowboys come to mind to me? So Dallas Cowboys with their with their offensive line issues, but. I, I, Go ahead. From last week's uh, show, I was able to compile a list from different sources that mm-hmm. have every team listed and their primary need at each position. Okay. okay. At offensive tackle alone, the Bengals. Of course. <laughs> the Colts, the Falcons, the New York Giants, 
the Detroit Lions, the Carolina Panthers, the Las Vegas Raiders, the LA Rams, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Tennessee Titans, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Washington football team. So half the league. <laughs> there is a need for offensive tackle. Heck I yeah. mean, look at the your Niners, man. Look at how much they just paid for an yeah. offensive tackle. It's yep. it's a it's it's good to have a solid line because it has a ripple effect on every piece of the offense. If you yep. can block, you can run. If you can run, you can play action. It opens up your wide receivers or vice versa. If you can throw, that means that you have enough time to step back in the pocket. And depending on your skill set of your quarterback, right, you can do there, – there's so much flexibility. I remember seeing uh, – and. Pro Football Talk put up a kind of like a statistic on the how fast the release is or how much time a release for an average quarterback, right? And not to be a homer, but I remember it because they were doing it on Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the guys that releases it pretty fast. We're talking about 2.2, 2.3 seconds. Now That's crazy. It's because he throws a lot of dink and dunk passes. Correct. But if you can, if you get two, 2 to 3 seconds maybe 60 offensive plays in a game, you're, you're asking the guy for two or three seconds, 60 times, hold, 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 at least. That's not if it's a play action, if it's a screen, if it's a bootleg, if it's a run. So there's a lot of physical exertion. And that's why I honestly think that offensive tackle, when you find one and he's a gem, you keep him, you lock it down. And Damn. that's exactly what San Francisco did. Absolutely. And, and just to add on to your point, you're asking that player to hold on to what we know. You know, the edge rushers are actually the, the best paid position other than quarterback and offensive tackle. Those are the top of the top. You know, yeah. that's who they want. So you're basically asking that player to hold down the best player on defense of the other team. Yeah, many times. Imagine going against uh, Nick Bosa all game long. Nick Bosa oh, oh. or... Man, I can't believe 99 with the Rams. I'm going drawing Donald, Aaron Donald. Donald, Aaron Donald. Thanks. My goodness. Yeah. JJ Watt in his prime. It's it sucks. It's yeah. tough. It's it's not an easy position. And he's protecting the most valuable asset on your team. Yeah. Or in, in conjunction with the mm-hmm. other gentleman on the offensive line, right? Your yep. quarterback goes down. What happens if Mahomes gets injured and he goes down? Yeah. That's it. I mean, the That's Chiefs, it. who are the Chiefs? They're, they're, they're nobody. And, and it was shown in the Super Bowl. Again, I hate coming back to that, but they lost the Super Bowl because they didn't have somebody protecting their quarterback. It's that simple. It doesn't matter how good you are. That didn't help. I know. That did not. That I know the help. Chiefs had a Henny, right? Henny thing is possible, Henny. but <laughs> not, not, I don't think for a full now 17 games. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That, even then, it was one, it was what, like a quarter where everything kind of went their way. The, the Browns yeah. still should have won that game. They didn't. That's another story. Eric Fisher, how about the Bengals? You know, wait out to see how the draft goes. A team like the Bengals might come calling. Now, here's a question, though. These kind of players, is it better to wait till after the draft or maybe around training camp hoping there's an injury? Not that they're hoping legitimately for an injury, but many times we've seen that. A left tackle of the starting team goes down. Suddenly, the door's open to a good a good situation. I think for a team, Charlie, you kind of roll the dice because you're you're factoring one of two things. Mm-hmm. Let's say Eric Fisher is still a free agent, but he's not injured, and he's still available. The long it's kind of like in real estate, right? The longer a house sits for sale, the more that price drops in cost for getting that house, right? I Correct. firmly believe that's the same with players. I look at some of the other players here. Let's say, for example, 
uh, where is it? Jadavian Clowney. Someone that is, you plug him in in the right system and the right team, he's going to produce. I, yeah. I have no idea why he just doesn't settle down. I feel like he's been pinballing around the league, bouncing around going, okay, I'm going to Seattle. Now I'm going to Tennessee. Now, now could that be the problem, though? Could that, that actually could be, the, be problem? the problem? Maybe he's asking for too much money, but money is going to dictate, okay, maybe I wait. Maybe I wait until after the draft. Maybe I wait to see how healthy he gets. But then that's where the roll of dice comes in. If you're if you're eyeing someone like Aaron Fisher, uh, Eric, sorry, Fisher, or you're eyeing someone like Jadavian Clowney, and out of nowhere, let's say the Colts come and knock and go, we'll pick him up. He's now gone. Are you willing to risk that? Are you willing to... Let go of this offensive tackle that could provide depth, that could provide a veteran presence, that could provide, you know, a solid uh, positional piece on your offensive line. You know, we're talking offensive line. Other names that are here, Charlie, that are offensive is Russell Okun, right? He's a good player, man. He's been around for a while now. A little bit older. Mitchell Schwartz. Another one of those good Trey Turner, Alejandro Villanueva. Alejandro Villanueva, that's a huge dude, man. I've seen yes, him in person. He is. he is. I think he's like six six, something like oh, that. I think a little bit higher, bro. I Maybe even do. six seven. Let me see. I'll look that up. And while you see. look, that's that's kind of the one of the drawbacks, right? So let's say he's six 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 seven. The bigger the guy, bro. I, six he's, eight. He's six nine. Oh my gosh! Why isn't he in the NBA? Anyway, the, at six nine, the amount of force he has to output or hit. 33 years old, probably been in the league for a while. He played with the Steelers for many years. Mm-hmm. You know that the defense in Cincinnati, the defense in, in uh, Baltimore had some hard hitters. His body is probably worn out, man. Is, Absolutely. He, a, is he a starter? Is he still? So all these things, and we're, we're not professionals, you and I. We're not GMs. We're not head coaches. We don't, we don't have the inside scoop and things. And we kind of still hesitate to go, well, should we? Yeah, is he? But there's some is other it names. worth it? Because it's exactly. a big name, and you still got to shell out ten, twelve million dollars. Maybe they play their own version of real life. Would you rather? Right? There you do go. Do we draft exactly. them? Do we draft someone young, or do that's we get cheaper? At cheaper? It, yeah, it, it's it's you know so so that's interesting when you go that route. Now here's here's something that you you flip it out. So Jadavian Clowney, I w- I was looking at the rumors. Apparently, Cleveland Browns are almost borderline on the verge of signing him. But you mentioned it right now. What's the big deal? Money. Money's been the deal with Jadavian Clowney since he got drafted number one by the Texans overall. That's been the situation. That's why he's not in Houston anymore. That's why he's not in, in uh, Seattle anymore. And last year, that's why he's not in Tennessee anymore. It, it's just, it's unfortunate. I, it, it's safe to say that when I look at this list, Jadavian Clowney is the best outside rusher in this list. He's a heck of a rusher no matter how you look at it. Yeah. But the question you you bring up, you know, the whole would you rather in real life, you look at a guy like Melvin Ingram. Yes, 32 years old, four years older, you know, wrong side, getting closer to the wrong side of 30, but considerably cheaper if you think about it that way. So if you're yeah. a, couple, a couple pass rushers away from getting better, Melvin Ingram, isn't it true that that would kind of be a better opportunity? Melvin Ingram, I know you you dealt with him directly as a Raiders fan with him in, in, in uh, San Diego, later uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Am I crazy to think that teams are actually looking at Ingram as a better 
pass rusher opportunity than Jadavian Clowney, not because of player or talent, but because of price. Melvin Ingram can be a disruptor. He definitely can. Uh, he's one of those guys that seen him twice a year against mm-hmm. Las Vegas and formerly known as Oakland. He was always, you know, he was there, a good run stopper. Uh, I know he wanted a new deal last year after Joey got his. Yes. How yes. much of that maybe accelerated the choice for the Chargers to go, eh, we don't really need you. Or, Bye. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. At this point, do you go Jadavian Clowney or do you go Melvin Ingram? I think a lot of that decision-making would be to me is mm-hmm. who's been more consistent statistically, health-wise, mm-hmm. and up here in the, yep. in the noggin, right? Yep. Is he a better presence in the locker room? We've seen time and time again, the Raiders lived it with AB. Great athlete. Ultimate player. He was, you know, slated to make 30 mil. Everything was lining up for him, but he was a head case. Yep. And it almost feels like it brought you guys back a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I mean, talk about a free agency hangover. Yeah. It, 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 it sucked. Yeah, it really abso- sucked. Absolutely. But go, going back to Melvin Ingram and Jadavian Clowney, Melvin Ingram, I don't think I, that I can recall, has had too many injuries. Now, he was drafted 18th overall in the 2012 NFL draft. So he's been he's been in a while. He's mm-hmm. been in a while. But how many times have you also seen a veteran presence come in and work? Yep. I remember, uh, and you know this well, uh, Navarro Bowman came in uh, to the Raiders towards the end. And he wasn't making like jaw-dropping plays, but he knew where to be. And put other people, other teammates in position for success. Absolutely. Which, hey, go over here, go over here. Or he would make the rush go in a certain way because he would plug that hole. And he would let the other guy make a play. He would Slap let the, the booty guy. of the linemen. Come on, exactly. go to the right. Exactly. Now you got, you've got a, a captain in the backfield, mm-hmm. you know, on that second level dictating. And so that's the, that's the type of stuff that you want to see, that you see. You know, one of the linebackers that I think uh, kind of staying on the defensive side and going through this list, is KJ Wright. I'm surprised. Why, why hasn't he signed? And I think it's another draft thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's another draft thing. I know that him and Bobby Wagner, uh, that was one of uh, Josh's would-you-rathers, right? Last week. Yep. He didn't Good mention... Tandem. Exactly. He didn't mention that tandem just because. They, they paired good. And I'm really surprised, to be honest, as a Niner fan, and seeing what the Seahawks have done defensively and how bad they were last year. One of the, 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 the few bright spots on that defense was the linebacker core. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. You know, Russell Wilson is complaining offensive line and it's probably hard comparing to what KJ Wright is, is, is asking for in money. I do have to bring down the expectations. I've seen it firsthand and I believe that KJ Wright isn't as good as people think. I, I, I believe he's one of those players that is better because of a guy like Bobby Wagner. We saw it with Malcolm Smith a few years ago. Malcolm Smith, not only was he cra- really good technically, he yeah. won a Super Bowl MVP. And then what happens? He goes to the Raiders, stinks. He goes to the Niners, stinks. He yep. goes to, I don't, I don't know where he's at right now. I think he's bounced around ever since. He's a 6'3 freak of nature. Very similar to me, KJ Wright. I'm wondering if teams are starting to see that trend. Bobby Wagner's mm. a beast. Maybe, just maybe, these tandems that they are, you said it right now with Navarro Bowman. He made players around him better. 
maybe that's what happened with KJ Wright. Maybe KJ Wright isn't as good as, as we have been thinking he is. But looking at this list, I'm almost getting towards the bottom of the, of the pack here. You know, Antonio Brown is there. Uh, I don't know how I feel. And it's funny because I, I put him and Golden Tate next to each other, Antonio Brown and Golden Tate. You could almost argue that both of these players are a little bit of the whole diva. Golden yeah. Tate has been known for being an issue in the locker room. Yep. But you and me both agree that both Antonio Brown and Golden Tate are, are, are really good. I mean, they're, they they're are game changers. They, they are. They can definitely uh, fit a system. The difference, I think, between Antonio and Golden, obviously, I'm going to favor Golden because of, uh, not that yeah, I'm biased for the Raiders, but. A little bit. No, but it's, it, it, you know, he hasn't done anything stupid. He, he hasn't, and look where Antonio landed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's he won the Super Bowl. He got his attention through the Bucks, but he had a leader that wasn't going to take. And then I think the contract for the Bucks actually dictated, "You're out of line. We're cutting you." Like yeah. there's no, there is no uh, ifs, ands, or buts. Exactly. You're not going to lollygag around Tampa yeah. and still get away with it. No. And the thing is, is that. Golden Tate, I don't think he's to that threshold, but he has a short fuse. He you know who he reminds fuse. me of, to be honest, and just putting the comparison, he almost rem- Golden Tate reminds me a little bit of a Russell Westbrook. You know that, yeah. oh, just angry. I, yeah. You know, I'm going to rush over people, and maybe you rub the people the wrong way, but not necessarily that he's a – that I wouldn't mind him as a team. It, so it kind of got me thinking. Antonio Brown, Golden Tate, you mentioned that the leader in Tom Brady helped maybe Antonio Brown. Not that Brown did anything even crazy. He didn't do much with the Buccaneers. Was it because they had so many receivers? I don't know. But what about something like the Green Bay Packers? We know that they're a receiver away. They don't, they, they continue to, I mean, they, they, I don't know. It's like they want to do everything possible to make Aaron Rodgers mad. Is that a good thing? It is a good thing because obviously when Mr. Rogers is mad, that's good. And then just a little funny take. Did you catch that thing on Jeopardy? The whole, yeah. that was hilarious. That was hilarious. That was and uh, a little bit of a, not to go down a rabbit hole, yeah. the Packers are not extending Rogers. They're, like, they're not, not that they it's, said no, it's but they're nuts. not, they're not talking. They're hey, not... I don't know what's going on. And, and not only that, an agent said, apparently an agent of one of the players that, that is a free agent, that the Packers actually told them, we can't sign you right now because we don't have the cap space. We need to see what happens with Rodgers. What does that even mean? I don't you know, know man. he's 37. It's not, look, Brady is 43, and he's still going to play for another two years. You could technically say, I'm not saying Rodgers is going to go to 45 like Brady. Brady's a phenomenon when it comes to that. But you could easily have Rodgers for another three to four years. Hands down. 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL sign. Rodgers right oh, now. Oh, my God. Yes. Bro, the Niners, if my Niners would have given up what they gave up to move to number three for Rodgers, I signed that in a – I do. <laughs> I do. Call who, me crazy. The guy who wanted to go to San Francisco initially. Yes. You, you know, it, it's – I don't know what Look the how Packers much is doing. I mean, yes. Talk about a, a, a what if, right? I mean, you plug in uh, – I'm going to plug him in in Las Vegas. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Stop the presses. The Raiders are now relevant. You take him and you put him in the Washington football team. Whoa. They're now going to, they're winning the division. Hot take. But they tell me I a think, team, Yanko, tell me a team Rodgers doesn't come into and immediately puts them in the playoffs. 
I could probably name just a few. Maybe just a team like Washington. And maybe. I mean, not Washington. Sorry. I meant to say Houston. But when you're talking about teams that are so dismantled, yes. that are so, I mean, beyond repair off the bat, that even someone as great as Rodgers can't fix. And but not every team then, that way. Yeah. And exactly. And you probably, you would at least say, I don't know, Rodgers is the biggest there. band-aid that there is. Now, I know we went down a rabbit hole, but yo, Green Bay, what's up, man? Like, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and that's the crazy thing. Because maybe maybe as a as a as a Packers fan, their expectations are really high because of how good the organization has been forever. Because it's I, I guess you and me, Yanko, can agree. Niner fans, Raider fans, maybe a little bit more you, you would take that problem in a heartbeat, I guess. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, hands down. It, take Derek. Here's two first rounders. Thank you. No, 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 I think you're misinterpreting it. No, you would take the situations of the mess that the Packers organization is doing right now with the Rodgers thing if you could take that winning that they get. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean. You know, if if if, if we were if in that's that situation, a consequence of being successful, oh God. bring it on. Yes. Bring it so, on. so when I say there's issues in Green Bay administration, I'm not bashing on the team. I'm, I'm bashing maybe on the general manager and thinking, bro, Okay, you know, you drafted Jordan Love. It's okay, you messed up. But don't 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 be stubborn and say we drafted Jordan Love, we're going to play Jordan Love and we're going to hope that Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers happens all over again. No, man, you lucked out on that. I got to hate yeah. to break it to you. Yeah. You lucked out. That doesn't happen over again. And if it of, does, wow. And kind of spinning it back to the free agency stuff. If you get someone like Golden Tate, if you get someone like Antonio Brown, if you get someone like that, not only is it going to open up your playbook, but it's going to help your stud right receiver that you have there already. I mean, yes. Devontae Adams oh my goodness. is already dominant. Now you add someone. I'm not saying that these guys are going to have a sudden impact, but just to alleviate some of the pressure yeah. from the secondary, just to alleviate, to distract. Yeah. Imagine guy like MVS. You know, guy, oh, yeah. guys... They're good guys. You know, MVS is, is known for being a streaker. You know, just down the field, hot, yeah. you know, hot route, go down. That's what he does. He doesn't do anything else. He's fast. But he's they're asking him to be a number two receiver. That's not what he does. That's not no. that's not his position. Now you put him in a, as a number three. Oh, watch out. Because now you got the third best cornerback having to catch these guys. Green Bay, I I, I personally feel they're, they're one good receiver away. Maybe a linebacker there, too. But they, Green Bay, come on now. Come on. Put score. Ex, yes, extend Rodgers. Extend Rodgers. Get get yourself more cap space and, and let's get this going. And then I'm not even a Packers fan, but it's upsetting when you have you have a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. You know, we can argue, you know, and that's not the discussion, but we can argue that in the last 20 years, Rodgers has been the best quarterback in the NFL. You can Definitely argue that. debatable, for sure. Definitely. What, yes. We're not going to debate that, though. But And you're wasting it. You have one ring to show for. Yeah. And you're trying to get him angry? Come on. Anyway, we that's totally almost, went that around. That's almost 10 years ago, by the way. Yeah, it, it, it actually more than 10 years ago. Some was of it the, 2010? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Man. Some of the more notable mentions uh, on this list that you sent out, and I'm going to look at it by uh, need that the Raiders need. You okay. still got Rashad Breeland out there, 29-year-old cornerback. I wouldn't mind having Richard Sherman in the locker room as a veteran presence. He's still uh, very physical. I know 
He has been in the league for a while. You had him in San Francisco. On the brain two years. Him. Yeah, you man, he's very it. cerebral. Brains. He's very cerebral, and he knows where to put, kind of just what we said about plugging in Melvin Ingram, right? A Kind of a yeah. captain of the secondary. And Raider fan knows, Raiders fan know that we have secondary pieces, but they're all young. Mm-hmm. They're all young. And if he could just orient and dictate and kind of just be a general for the new DC, that'd be great. But and he's, he's still... and he was with uh, with your new DC. He was actually the co- the DC in, in Seattle. So yeah, there is yeah. that connection. You've got Casey Hayward out there still. He's thirty two, but I still think liable better than some of the the knuckleheads that the Raiders have in the secondary. And then you know, obviously there go there's going to be some sign- signs, not signatures, <laughs> signings. Uh, that are going to be right before training camp starts. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of these players are going to be the typical player wakes up, either A, hopes for an injury, or B, at the end, maybe tries to cash in on a one-year deal, you know, goes with a contender, wins a ring, or at least goes deep into the playoffs, and maybe cashes in on a, on a multi-year deal next year. You know, it's that's the kind of situation. I, other than maybe Jadavian Clowney, it's hard to envision that any of these players end up getting a very big deal anymore. Is that who stuck out to you? Yeah, I think Jadavian Clowney, money-wise, a a lot of these players stand out to me. You know, I, I I don't even like Jadavian Clowney as a, as a persona, but I understand his skill set. So I feel you put him in the right place. I agree with Brashawn Breeland out of the cornerbacks catches my attention because of his age. I think he's a really underrated kind of quarterback. I like I already uh, the guys that we've already mentioned hands down, but Quan Alexander played with the Niners. Going back to the Packers just real quick, yeah. A guy like Quan Alexander, you pay him maybe a one year deal just to see him, figure him out, maybe pair him up with the with the linebacker that the Packers can draft this year. Maybe I don't know. There's a lot of these names though that I don't think are going to end up getting signed until way into training camp like you mentioned so good stuff i'm excited uh yeah. free agency free agency is a big deal i know i know it's kind of over but there's a lot of names out there still and a lot of these guys i can i can bet you anything that out of these players at least 85 to 90 percent of these players will be on a team in exactly one year so hey look at this before we go on to the yanko yeet let's uh let him connect to our audio here but our friend Josh is coming on. Look at that. We don't have Joshy. intro music for Josh, but. What up, fellas? <laughs> wow. What up? What's up, bro? How you doing? Good. Uh, we have this um, in Spanish, uh, this expression that we say when we arrive somewhere late, tarde, pero sin sueño. Nice. So, so you <laughs> Yanko, Yanko, you want to translate? It means uh, I'm here, but I'm not sleepy. There you go. I think there it carries more weight in Spanish. You it know, does. some of those sayings just carry more weight in Spanish. It does. Yanko, you carry more weight in Spanish, Yanko. You do. Try saying Yanko in Spanish. Yanko. Yanko. Yonke. Calma. Calma. All right. All right. So, Josh, just so you know where we're at, we've Talk actually, we, we just finished a little roundup on the pending free agents out there. We're about to transition into the Yanko Eat. And as we mentioned to the crowd, we are actually going to have a little game today where we're going to go in and pretend to be general managers, coaches, and administration. So each one of us will have a role, but we're going to show everyone how hard it is to actually build a team. It's not that simple. So with that in mind, guys, Yanko, go on with your Yanko Yeet of this week. 
All right, guys. I did some digging around, kind of looked at the 2020 season, and we've talked about a lot of actual NFL stuff. We've talked about how people uh, may be interrupt or, you know, kind of just all kinds of stuff, right? However, I can't believe I've passed on this and I kind of glazed over this, so I'm going to bring it back. Fantasy 2020. Now, I'm not going to talk about the league uh, that I was in with Charlie and Josh. No, 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 no. We talked about that early in the podcast. I want to talk about, let me retract that, not Fantasy 2020. I'm going to go with Fantasy 2018, about a little experience that I had. And here's my yeet. I joined a league uh, through one of our faithful listeners, uh, Diego Mota. He's like, yo, Yanko, you want to join this league? We need a player. You've, you're experienced, a little bit of a seasoned veteran. I was a free agent, and I was like, sure, I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. And talk about uh, wandering into Fantasyland, not knowing anyone other than uh, Diego. Now, Diego was the commissioner at the time. I lay low, and we're talking about a lot of guys that have uh, played that fantasy league for quite some time, so they know each other, and I kind of just sit in the back, observe. Hey, gentlemen, you know, my name's Yanko. What's up, Raiders fan? What's going on? And there's a lot of smack talk, and I don't know how everyone feels about smack talk, but if it's constructive and it doesn't get personal, I actually welcome it. It spices up the league. It spices up the players around you. It kind of gets a little competitive because we're talking about fantasy football. This isn't, I'm going to literally hit you in the face, hard-hitting, smack-nosed football. No, this is fantasy football, and we do it for fun. Being the new guy, I sat back, and I was like, yo, I'm just going to sit back. And there was some trash talking. All the Raiders this, all the Raiders that. Yanko, what kind of name is that? And I took it. I sat back, and I literally said, to some of the, particular to some of them, hey, I'm not going to talk smack until I win. I'm not going to talk smack until I win. And that, I don't think these young bucks knew the type of mind games I was trying to play. So what's my eat? Fast forward to the end of the season. I'm in the playoffs. And some of these guys, oh, Yanko's in, beginner's luck, yada, 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 yada. Nah, I win. And then I win again. And then I went again. And this whole time, zipped. I would just approach the guy I was playing. See you next week. See you next week. And what happened? Lord behold me. I win the whole league. First year. And to everyone that talks smack, I let the hammer of Thor verbally rain down. And I got kicked out of the league. I got kicked out of the league. One and done, Super Bowl. And gentlemen, let me say this. Let me let me start by saying this. I don't use curse words. I don't use words that are... I try not to use words that are not incinerating. I try not to use... But let me, let me put this out there. And uh, I actually asked Charlie before we started what he thought about the word peon. What is a peon? Okay? And when I used it, I meant it in every which way... For a fantasy football team. We're talking about men. We're talking about men playing fantasy football. And all I said was thank you to so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. I got this championship. You are now my fantasy peons. And gentlemen, that's what got me kicked out. And maybe one day we'll have some of those uh, fantasy uh, players, maybe Diego, on the show. Just to kind of give some context. But what's my yeet? If you're going to talk smack, if you're going to come at me, bro... Yo, let's let's dish it out. Let's go back and forth. But to kick me out 
in a one and done after I win and I proved myself, yo, I'm glad I'm out of that league. They couldn't carry me. They couldn't take it. And that's my Yanko Yeet. I'm coming to play. I'm going to be quiet. And I only speak when it's when the stage is given. And as a champion, I thought I had it. Wow. Well, I, didn't know th- I did not know that story, Yanko. True that one story. Is, that one was emotional. It, it As I was watching Josh in the background, it, it seems like he knew this story. He probably heard the, the yeet more than a few times. Wow, bro. Respect to you, Yanko. And I'm just going to tell you this. Um, you found a better league, my friend. Oh. You found a better league. And, and that, that is, oh, whoever's listening to this, the FFF, my friend. And honestly, and honestly, guys, I think a little bit, and I don't, I don't mean to gloat or anything, but as you grow older, you, your vernacular tends to grow, right? We've seen it with Josh when he used the word exacerbation. And maybe I, I was just, I was, story, I, I've been, dro- I dropped some big words in there that maybe were just more than one or two syllables that they didn't understand and their intellectualness was offended. I have Inco, no idea. What I want to know is within your circle of work, perhaps, have you used that word that I so eloquently <laughs> introduced to you guys? You know, it was I- such a good segment, Josh, that I, I actually played it for my wife and I was like, what do you think about this? And because... My wife knows Josh and everything else. When she heard it, and then she heard him say it, not only was it uh, mind-boggling, but now what, is it, what did what what did Mrs. Yinko say? <laughs> she cracked up, and then she said, "I'm not surprised because it's not the it's not the word, Josh. It's when you insert words, and I think that goes back to my Yinko heat. It's when you use the words that has a bigger impact." I, I honestly I have been say, able to to you know squeeze a couple of Pythagorean theories and you know <laughs> for, I'm not going to go into that equation because wow. no, no, very no, profound. No, no, no. Let but, me let me just give some uh, a little bit of history there. Many moons ago, uh, there were sometimes words used in the circle that was Josh, myself, and others, and we're talking about you know single Josh and Yenko where we would get into these profound conversations <laughs> and have such things. Did they make sense? Who knows? But if someone listened to it, they <laughs> minds were blown. Her. That's minds all you got to think. Minds were blown. And we like true scholars. Yes. I thought that's what the, I thought that's what um, the CYJ podcast is. Yes. It is. It is. And Charlie, <laughs> all right, you have been introduced in exacerbation into your vocabulary. vocabulary. I, I have to. <laughs> vocabulary. I, I, really do. I, um, I haven't dealt with the people that would take that word, to be honest. So I just haven't been. <laughs> so they'd Wait, be like, "What? ¿Qué dijo él? ¿Exacerque? ¿Exacerque? Anyway, all right, guys. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Uh, this is going to be a little bit of a a long project. Uh, bear with us if, if you're listening. We're building a team. Scratch. We're building a 53 man roster. Where at least we're going to try to, and let's see if we can if we can nail this down. I'm actually going to put out a timer here. Just in case, so I can look at the time and 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 make sure we don't go too crazy on it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start now, and and this is how it's gonna work. This is the dynamics. Josh, you are the owner of this franchise. What does that mean? I mean, we're all gonna input and we're all gonna have our points of view, but just the owner ultimately has to sign off on everything. If he doesn't sign off, it doesn't work. I myself will be the general manager. What does that mean? I'm the one who basically goes and deals with the contracts and figures out the numbers, that good stuff. And the coach, it's got to fit, fit his system. If it doesn't fit the coach's system, well, it doesn't matter how good of a team you have, it won't work. 
Yankel, that'll be your position right now. Uh, Can we officially say in unison that none of us would take Mike Williams? I just want to put it out there. Oh, daggers. Daggers. I, 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 you, you know, know what? what? I, I want Mike Williams. I'm the coach. I, I wouldn't take him in the first round, <laughs> but I'd be. I'd like to look at his numbers is what I would say. Let's I'd sign, it, I'd sign well, him over, so guys, over uh, the, AB. That's so just uh, just for the for the listeners listening, um, if you're interested in doing something like this, I ran into this website just today. So just to give them kudos because this is really cool, it's spotrack.com, S-P-O-T-R-A-C.com. You can basically build a team that has the entire cap space. If you're a, team, a fan of, like, let's say, the Packers, go in there. You can actually get their entire roster. What would you do? Who would you cut? Who would you trade? This website lets you do everything, and it's free. So let's get to it, guys. We're actually going to start. All the players in the NFL are available. We're going to go with this situation. There's $193 million in cap space, okay? Basically, there is an average of $13 million in dead cap for the entire NFL team. If we were to do an average. So that's what we're going to base it off of. Meaning, to start off our team, we have $180 million in cap space. So let's say we're discussing, guys. All right, we're, we're getting into building this team. What's the route we're taking? Are we going to go into stars and then put role players in the side? Or are we going to go in role players and then try to see what we can fit? What are you all's thoughts? Just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, before we started, Yankel saw it. I put in three players that were high in, in salary, and I'm not even going the highest three, and it took up half of our cap. So keep that in mind as we're building our team. So I, I want to hear you guys out. How are we building this team, guys? What are we going about it? Guys, uh, anyone who's listening, we didn't discuss about this before we started. We're going into this just completely blank. What are you all thoughts? How are we going about it? What does the owner think? Does he want to bang or is he going to go about this smart? Is he going Jerry Jones or is he going a more conservative? What are we doing? I would say... Um, I would actually go the Jerry Jones route, okay. But, but the with smart Steve, Jerry Jones with Stephen Jones, about what? So more like five, Stephen seven Jones. years ago, okay. Build offensive line through draft, and try to build a defensive line through the draft as well. Now, what does that mean? Cheap contracts, and then the rest are plug players, right? That that would be my approach initially. Um, are you good? Do you guys agree that left tackle is our most important position then to start? So let me ask you this. Are we going to go for a expensive left tackle and then build the rest of the line cheap like you mentioned? Or what position do you want to start off the bat with? So I would do I, center. My personal takes. What about you, Yankel? To me, if I were a coach, I'm a defensive-minded guy. Okay. Okay. So, but I do agree with uh, the owner that center and uh, blindside left tackle is has to be. And when you say defense, Janko, are you saying pass rush defense is most like you want someone that can get after the quarterback and then build from there, right? Correct. We, the three Correct. of us agree on that. Because, so let's say, yeah, go ahead. Well, the thing is, like, if for the listeners who have played Madden and you've started your own franchise, sometimes you you make your coach right, like you build your mm -hmm. coach. And yep. so you, you kind of pick the theory and whatnot. So I think it'll help a lot uh, for a quick build that we're trying to do right now. Sometimes the coach makes decisions based on what his uh, strength is. 
Jack Del Rio back in uh, Oakland, he was a defensive-minded guy. Yeah. And so that's that's what kind of, as an example, that's what I'm kind of going towards, right? So defensive-minded guy. Kyle Shanahan right now in San Francisco, he's an offensive-minded guy. That's his strength. So I'm going to build, but then I'll, I'll interject more on the defensive side. Cool. Uh, for that's, that. So let's do that. Would you guys feel comfortable with the, with the sensation of this year's free agency class, Corey Lindsay as our center? He's in the middle of the pack, if you notice, in, in, in cap. Look at Ryan Kelly is actually $14.5 million. Corey Lindsay is in a is, is a top five center in my book, and it's six and a half million dollars. So let's Perfect. go with him, right? Yeah. Perfect. All right. So we got our first player. We got 52 to go. Let's go into our blind side. This is where I, it gets interesting. Are we gonna go for a stud left, left tackle or are we gonna go a little bit conservative? What are you all thought? Look, Trent Williams, if we go by his cap hit, it's eight million dollars. Now Tyron Smith in his prime is seven and a half. So what do you guys think? What, what do you guys want to do? David Bakhtiari, a little bit younger. It's eleven and a half million dollars. No, no, eleven million dollars. I'd rather go a li- well, it depends who we're gonna have at quarterback. Okay. Because if he's if he's a should we leave this pending then and maybe come back depending on who we find at quarterback? I don't know. What does the owner think? I say you go with Trent Brown. Bakhtiari is constantly injured. He's a great left tackle. Bakhtiari is not, I mean, not a Bakhtiari, I'm sorry. Bakhtiari is often injured, but go with Trent Brown. Trent Aaron Brown? Smith, Trent Brown. What's Trent Brown's cap? Trent Williams, I'm sorry. Trent oh, Williams. Okay, okay, okay. Trent, Trent Williams. Williams. Yeah. Trent Williams Trent is $8 million. Is, is right tackle. Yeah. Trent, Williams, Trent Williams, I, I, I like Trent Williams because it's $8 million, and he would fit every system in the book. Yes, right now. But to next tomorrow, no. But right now, because of his cap, go. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Let's go defense, like Mr. Yankel said. So now we're building a team. As of right now, guys, we have spent uh, $14 million on the offensive side already. We have $165 million left. We don't even have a quarterback yet. Defensive line, we're going to go with a, a, an – are we running a 4-3 or a 3-4? That's the question. I like 4-3 more. I like 4-3 as well. I think that's the base defense, and it's very simple to go with. Do you agree, owner? I do. You okay. know what? I'm going to go Bears defense 7-1. Oh, wow. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. Your linebackers. <laughs> so just for the listeners to see, right now, defensive end, the cap hit for the highest defensive end player right now is Frank Clark with $25.8 million. Ooh. Oh, Filthy. my. Okay. I, I would not go Frank Clark. I would not no. go Demarcus Lawrence. Joey Bosa is interesting to me, but I'm already seeing the nose. Too much. Too much money. Okay. All right. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. You're absolutely right. Nick Bosa is $9 million. Look at that little contract. Unless, absolutely. Unless uh, I rather, I'd rather get, rather get Miles. Miles what Garrett? about? Well, yeah. what about? Okay. They're guys. Almost the same cost. Hear oh. me out. Hear me out. We get both. That's that's the even cheaper than getting than getting Bosa alone. We get Bosa on one side and we get Miles Garrett on the other side. Perf. All right. We have immediately figured out our, our pass rush we we are going ridiculous on this pass rush as we're doing this i'm ironing my khakis and making sure my <laughs> pleats are for game day perfect all right guys so now do we continue on the defensive side i say we can either go interior defensive line and just make this defensive line ridiculous or we go get ourselves a stud middle linebacker i want a stud middle linebacker man i like the middle linebacker too as a general manager i think that's the quarterback of your defense that's what I would think uh, would work. Now, Bobby Wagner is too much. 
Do we agree? Seventeen and a half yeah. million dollars. I'm gonna go with the Niner. What about uh, Fred Warner? He was a third round pick. His cap hit is probably gonna be way down here at three million dollars. Personally, I feel he's the best linebacker in the NFL right now at how, three million dollars. How much but, is uh go up a little bit? Uh huh. Devin Bush is what five? Well, five. Roquan Roquan's higher too, huh? Roquan's gonna be a first round pick, so he's gonna be Devin uh, White too. I think because of the bargain, and it's not too uh, too Charlie's horn, because I know he gets all warm and fuzzy. Uh, but <laughs> it's I would not, be Fred, Fred Warner. No, and I'm, I'm not going to go with too many Niners. I'm just going with the ones that I know that, that money-wise, it's going to work He's out. He's cheap. He's yeah. great at his position. Absolutely. I'm down with that. But final foot say, because we want to put the stamp on the defense, is, is it good Coach Yanko. Yanko. I rather this a little more. What was that? I rather Can we go up a little bit? What do you mean, go up a little? Like on the list? Okay. Go up a little more. I kind of I I actually like because this is the quarter this is the quarterback. Oh, oh your defense. Oh the defense. I'd rather go with someone like Roquan or Really? Because this Bro, is the this P- is the guy PF, PFF grades Fred Warner higher than Roquan and any of these guys above him. Is PFF does that mean Charlie? <laughs> i'm just saying we're Zing. trying to we're, we're building the, a stud you know team yeah i understand where is the uh i forget uh-huh. the name the the linebacker for the colts oh that's another one leonard darius he's gonna leonard. be, he's gonna be leonard. really cheap i i say we put fred warner and darius leonard next to each other because darius leonard is going to be uh let me find I, did i already go too much darius let me just leonard. type it in i think he got paid already man I don't think he's an inside linebacker. He's actually linebacker. an outside linebacker. Yeah. He's going to be he's an outside, outside linebacker. Agree, I agree with you, owner. I'd rather get Darius and uh, Fred. Okay, so Darius. If, and the thing is, we're running the 4-3, so outside linebackers are actually going to go around him. So we're going we're gonna to go here. Let me see Darius. There he is. Four million. That's, that's, a, that's a steal. Yeah. We are getting Fred Warner and Darius Leonard together. We need one more outside linebacker, but we'll come back to that one. It's not Correct. as important right now. Okay. Is it time to go quarterback? Is it time to go find our head of our, our of our team? Or are I'd we say going- quarterback? You can still stick around. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go yet. I, this- I think I say I know who we want at quarterback. To be honest, cheap and beast. And you guys are gonna be like, oh my god. If you say like Jimmy. Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, oh. <laughs> Ju- Justin Herbert. Why like, can't, just look at what? Look at why his- can't we draft Trevor? We actually doesn't. I don't know if he let. Let me see. No, don't understand. Sorry, Trevor bro. Simeon. There you go. That's the future of the franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who I meant. Trevor Simeon. Look at that. Justin Herbert's cap hit for this year is $6 million. I'd say we still build more offensive line okay. and defensive line. Let me ask you guys right, this real my quick. Personal take. It's, it's kind of related, but almost. The, what you guys are doing is this kind of the, the – and I don't want to give out too many secrets, but is this kind of the approach – on how you draft your fantasy, like you're not taking a quarterback right now because you want to build around it first. Yes, I knew it. You can get you can get a cheap option it's, later that's yep. going to give you the same productivity, but yep. you're going to have a beast team around you. Exactly. Hey, exactly. I'm a defensive guy, so I I am going with GM. And all right, defense. All right, uh, time to get a right tackle, and at that point, get the left, the right, and the middle. Or so you get guard. Guard. Get so we're gonna a go. really good guard. So I don't think he's. Let's see. Uh, I don't Jackson. think he's been. I don't think he's been 
paid yet. Quentin Nelson. He's the best guard in the NFL. Quentin Nelson. Yes, sir. That's like stamp of approval. What about you, Mr. Coach? But coach. Let's do it. I give the blessing too. So there you go. All right, guys. We have spent. We have $131 million left though. So, and we have 44 players to go. So, no, 40, 45 players to go. So, my next, as an owner, my next would be to get a beast defensive tackle. Now you have the anchor on your offensive line and on your defensive line. But, but the thing is, but that's just me. Beast I know you're running tackle, for three. I, I just, I just think this. I, I agree with you, Josh, but I don't want to invest too much on my defensive line tackle. Because he's okay. going to be subbed in and out. So what are the options here? I wish I could go Aaron Donald or DeForest Buckner. That's way too, too much. much money. Way too much money. Chris Jones is interesting. Kenny Clark. How about Kenny Clark with the Green Bay Packers? Oh. Kenny Clark is a stud. He's young. Only $6 million or $7 million. But let's keep going down. See if there's any. Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver is another Ed one. Oliver. I like him. He's cheap. Let's see if we can find a young guy that just got – that just. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it because then you guys think I'm. I'm all there, but but you know that's another option. Javon Kimbala. He just got signed. He's only three and a half million dollars. Um, at this one, I think we're kind of going way too low, and it might be. Now this does show you. We keep going down what's, this list. What's the what's the cap hit for Sue? For Nadamikin, I think it's pretty mm-hmm. high to be honest. Uh, let me see. Nadamikin Sue. Let me just type. I it. didn't. I didn't see it. Because oh, I think you, you have it, you have it at yeah, uh, no, yeah. you had it at right tackle. No, no, it, it, it was still in the. Oh, there you go. Five, Five million. mil. I still think there was better options than Sue. To be honest, at five. Man, I say we come back. Defensive. I know. I I say we come back to this. I don't like honest. Sue's presence in the locker room, man. I think he's a jerk. I agree. I don't. And then as a coach and the GM, we we're gonna actually have to put our foot down on this one, coach uh, owner. Probably means we're gonna get fired. Well, I'm gonna fire you guys. Okay. All right. Let's, I'm let's actually. I I rather have a. I kind of agree with with Charlie, as the uh, GM. I rather have a lockdown cornerback. I I I feel I feel at that point we have beasts. Now the thing is, Yankel, if we go beast defensive line, your cornerback isn't as important. That's one of the things. Because True. you, because your pass rush is gonna, because I saw it as a Niner fan in, uh, two years ago. Our cornerbacks aren't the greatest, but our pass rush is so intense that you're able to cover up some flaws. So they get I, I would a act, safety. Safety, I agree, because he could come in on the line. Now we're we going free, or are we going strong? Strong. Okay. Ooh, Tyron. Huh. Let me push this down. How much is Jamal Adams? I like this one or this one. To be honest, Jabril Peppers or Micah Hyde. But who did you say? How much is Jamal Adams? Jamal Adams is 9.8. Nine but Jamal million. Adams doesn't Ooh, that's cover. Too much. Yeah. And he doesn't cover the field. He's just a hard hitter. Yep. What What uh, are your thoughts, Mr. Owner? Are, are you looking for a... Uh, let me see. Let me see. I, was I would Adrian go Amos. Diggs isn't bad, too. Adrian Amos is not Amos. a bad option. I would say Justin Simmons, to be honest. Yeah. I think Justin, Justin Simmons is probably the best safety. Yeah. That's true. I had to agree with Justin Simmons. So Justin Simmons, it is. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go safety there. All right, we have 125 million dollars left, guys, and and we still have over 40 players to draft. So remember, this is we gotta get some role players too. So we're not gonna have enough money for that. But so for for time's sake and for 
the more glitzy, glamorous, glamorous, <laughs> glamorous positions. And for the for our listeners, let's go with the ones that are more showtime, right? Let's go running back. Let's go wide receiver, and then eventually let's, QB tight end. All right, end. so let's let's go let's go. All right, out of tight end, wide receiver, running back, who's the most important that you would feel on your team, coach? How do you build your team? How is this team going to be run? Is it going to be run heavy? Is it going to be pass heavy? Is it going to be a little bit of both? I'm going to, if we're going to go with the same theory that we can supply quarterback later, I want a a, a good running back. Okay. Now, at this point, the money is going to be interesting. It is, but how much is... Uh, so Aaron, Aaron Jones? Aaron Jones is four. I don't like Mostert because of his injury What about concerns. Josh Jacobs? What is he, three, two? Josh Jacobs is not bad because of his money. It's not bad. I would say... As Josh Jacobs, and you pair him with Kenyon Drake. <laughs> no, no, hear me out. How about, how about, I, I would say like no, Josh Hines, Jacobs, man. and you bring in Naheem Hines for the third down back, who's, and I would feel very comfortable who's with the, that. Who's uh, the, not Nakeem Hines, who's the other uh, running back in Indy? Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor as I'd a rather, starter. I want him. Instead of, instead of Jacobs, I would say. Yeah. I would do Taylor. Yeah. Okay, so Taylor's our starter. Now our backup running back, which I think is very important in, in our in, in especially in the way we're gonna I would I like Naheem Hines. I really do. So his, we're gonna go backfield like the Colts. What what is uh what is for Eckler? What's Ooh. his cap hit? I think it's E C. No? No. That's interesting. I'll have to come Austin. back on that one. Type it, type in Austin. I think his name is Austin. There it is, Eckler. Dang. That's, that's mil? Yeah. At Naheem Himes is a cheaper Eckler, bro. That's insane. That's a lot of money. And just for the listeners, it was five. I keep forgetting to mention the numbers. That was $5.8 million for Eckler. What about, what about, what Hunt? about uh, Hunt? Hunt. Oh, Kareem like, from uh, Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Five million. Five I million. Think that's, no, I, I think it's too much. I still think it's too much. Five million dollars. I insist you don't need very high end running backs. I've if 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 I was saying the situation, a Naheem Himes, me, I'm not attention. A Marlon Mack is another. I know I just keep going Colts running backs, but it's it's not a bad situation. Uh Miles Sanders, guys, at one point four million dollars. Yeah. Cam Akers. Cam Akers at one. I would say we go Miles Sanders. And we bring in Cam Akers, all three, and you have a stud. I, I Cam say Cam Akers tore it up, man. Let's go, Cam Akers at number two. And or Juju, J.K. Dobbins played a good season and too. And they're all on rookie contracts, and you can use them so and let, abuse them. Give me J.K. Go. I'd rather start saving a little bit of here and there. Okay, so let's go J.K. Just because of the so top. the difference and, for the listeners between Cam Akers and J.K. is about a hundred thousand. Perfect. Now, so the, 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 he, hear me out on this, okay? Okay. Um, in my opinion, how, how you guys are constructing, I'm overseeing this because I'm the owner. I would say, this is just me, um, what is the one position in football, in office of sight, if you eliminate quarterback, that is a mismatch if you play the cards right? Tight end? If you, if you tight end. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if you get two beast tight ends, it opens up the floor for your receivers, and you don't have to pay a premium to go get Dang, a, a fifteen Bill. or twenty. I'm just gonna leave this right here, guys. Look at his cap hit. Look at it's his crazy cap hit. that Kyle Rudolph's Yo, cap hit 
is is almost the same as it's George almost Kittle. the same as George Kittle. George yeah. Kittle has to be on our team at five and a half million dollars. Do we agree? Yanko. You just you just said it, Josh. I, there's no better tight end than George Kittle. Or Travis I am Kelsey. I am going to I am going to let my emotions handle me right here because it's just it just hits home. I agree with Kittle, but I would also get Waller. Absolutely, Waller I, is, is Waller? uncoverable. I agree. The only see. bad thing with Kittle is that he's been banged up these last two years. But he's so, been the focal purpose of the team. If he's now not Kelsey the fo- too, don't get me wrong, Kelsey too. But Ooh. I just it's wow, just, Waller is a higher been, hit than Kittle. Waller, Waller is Waller's like a. I, I think he's, I think he still hasn't hit his ceiling yet. But, but that's just my take. So let me ask I, I'll you let this, you guys let me ask be you this. Let me ask you this, Josh. If you had to, if you if they cost the same, Kelsey or Waller, you would go Waller. Because the difference between Kelsey and Waller right now is a million dollars. Are we trying to? I think I think I would hear me out on this. I would Uh go Waller. Why? Because Kelsey has Mahomes, and we can all agree that Mahomes is an upgrade from Carr. Agree. agree. And he has Tyreek Hill. And the Raiders have nothing existent to what the Chiefs' offense had. I'm not saying they posted the same numbers. And Waller was just a monster. He was uncoverable. Let's go Darren Waller. Beast. Let's go Darren Waller. Okay, Darren Waller it is. All right, so we we, we spent $12 million in our tight end position, but I feel very confident that this team is going to be good at the – George Kittle and Darren Waller? (laughs) my God. (laughs) Let me have the grind up for fantasy next year. We don't don't have anybody to throw them the ball, but we have – we, we can we can we can put any we can put Bobby Boucher man and he'll throw five thousand yards. <laughs> All right. I, I, in my, my mama said, I, I say I, I feel, uh, <laughs> uh, Josh, that in the same way that you went, I feel that a number one receiver makes a big deal. I really do. I feel that when you don't, it, it's it's hard. I have to I, ask this real quick though. Huh? With Darren Waller and George Kittle there. I get it. They're offensive, whatnot. But can either of them block? George Kittle. George Kittle. PFF. Go back and check it out. But George Kittle is the best blocking tight end in the NFL. That's got why it. he got okay. paid what he got paid. So All right, GM. We're good to go. That's why we hired him. And that's why we're good to go on him. All right, guys. Wide receiver. Are we gonna are we gonna pay a lot for wide receiver? Or do we kind of leave that on the on the back end and maybe get the rookies that came in this year? You know, go get ourselves a Justin Jefferson, a Brandon Ayuk. Uh, a, C- a CD, yeah, bro. I'm just gonna <laughs> just just for sake of showing you, bro. Let's. Mike Williams is 15.6 million dollars. Mike, for the Fox. sake of argument, put Justin Jefferson in CD. Just see what their cap is. Justin oh Jefferson is making God. our team with three million dollar in cap, no. and then put CD. CD Lamb is three oh. million dollars. And, and and look at it this way. We Let go me down real quick. The- yeah. Real quick to the bench, and we just bring in our slack IRA, and which is another rookie receiver, not doing a homer, but Brandon Ayuk. And the reason I'm going Ayuk is because he's at the or you know what? Not even Ayuk. Let's go T. Higgins, who was in the second round. Cheaper T. contracts. T. Can Higgins. Hunter Renfro, bro. T. Higgins is <laughs> third in Renfro. Do you guys like this? T. Higgins, yes. $1.9 million. Okay. Yes. So now we got our one, two, and three. We already done with that, and we didn't spend more than eight million dollars between all three receivers. That's not even. How are we doing on time? Half Carter? of. We're, we're doing good. We're 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 we're, we're kind of going crazy on time, but I, I think for the listeners, if you're listening to this, we're trying to try to go as fast as we can without missing up on it. And if you want to fast forward through this time, then just you know we'll, we'll let you know. Just give or take how much time it's going to take us. 
So we'll, we'll, we'll mention that on the, on the, yeah, on the we have 91 right now. We have 91 cap. We have 102 left. We have spent oh, okay. almost half of it exactly right now. So let's go. I say right tackle is next. That's okay. just my take. Right tackle. Who, what about this guy that just came in? Uh, Tristan Wirfs, rookie, and he's $3.7 million. Yes. Does that work with you guys? Yep. The rookie, Yanko. he's a beast, and he didn't cost too much. Got it. All right. So we're missing, just to finish off our line, I said we should just go for it and just finish the other right guard, and we're done with our line at that point. So our other right guard. Oh, uh, Brandon Sheriff is 18 mil. That is insane. What is Shaq Mason? Shaq Mason is a very underrated player in Madden, by the way. <laughs> he's 10 million dollars that's a lot of money though for it for, is for a guard what about gabe jackson oh that's not like, a, like eight mil he's four million oh wow. i do not mind gabe, uh, gabe jackson yeah, four million and good, at that point he's a good little cheap. player he's yeah. he's our cheapest guy on the line i like it yep all right guys our we've offensive line is set. it's set but we're officially less than half in cap now remember, we got to be smart with our money too because we need to leave some space for the following year. Because then once we need to resign, we're in trouble. But anyway, oh, we're, we're going to be in trouble to resign all these players because some of these are in fifth-year options. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Anyway, all right. So at this point, are we going to continue with the the, the defense or are we going to finally go quarterback? Let's go. We already got strong safety. Let's go uh, free safety. All right. Or is it? Free I actually safety? think I actually think Justin Jeff uh, Justin. Uh, Simmons is actually a free safety, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, he is. He is. So let's go strong. Strong safety. Uh, a- Amos is a strong safety. So that's a that's an interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to go down the list. Derwin James for 3.9, bro. If he's if he's if he's healthy, I think healthy. every team every team needs to take a gamble. If he's I healthy. say Derwin why, James, why not uh, owner? Because he's never on the field. But he's going to be on the field on this team. Or or even <laughs> Jonathan Abram. No, no, no. Guys, Mika Fitzpatrick at 2.8 Minka. million. Yeah, Minka. Give him Minka. All right, Mika Fitzpatrick. There you go. All right. Uh, is it time to go cornerback or are we going quarterback or are we going defensive tackle? We still haven't hit that position. We haven't hit the defensive tackle. Let's put tackle. at least one defensive tackle on the board. I, I, Fletcher I, Cox is 23.8 million guys let me ask you guys this i know it's a lot of money but we're not investing at the quarterback position can you imagine nick bosa miles garrett and aaron donald on the same line it's 14.4 million (laughs) dollars do i even need to coach this team is better than you're gonna be like steve nash i say we go aaron (laughs) donald now bro 14 point dude that, that that line is just I, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to the to the head coach to see if he is big on Aaron Donald. I am big on Aaron Donald, but we still we've only signed 18 players and we still we only have a hundred bro your starters, your 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 eleven <laughs> your starting eleven. Uh, I understand or do you, or do you want to go isn't... Ed Oliver? I'd rather go I I'm gonna get slack for this, but I'd rather go Ed Oliver. And then one more defensive tackle at the same caliber than one because all if we just get if we go high on Aaron and then the other defensive tackle, then they're gonna start double uh chipping, teaming Aaron. And then if our if we get a cheap de- other defensive tackle, he's not gonna do anything. Okay, Bro, for the se- you for, have oh freak. my god, yeah. I understand. Okay, okay, I understand, okay. but I'm so, looking at it from I want to spread the money out to have key players instead of jumping in. 
I, Oshchenko, you're officially in the hot seat. Let's do it. Yeah, I still want Ed. If, okay. So Ed, Ed Oliver, at the end of the day, the general manager is the one who ends up deciding on the contracts. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to make my coach happy. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with my coach, and I'm gonna get him Ed Oliver. But at the same time, uh, the fact that we're going cheap there, that means we got to sign another. We have enough money to get another guy. So I'm gonna go Kenny Clark. We're gonna go Kenny Clark, and we're gonna go Ed Oliver. Tell That's, me that Ed Oliver, Kenny Clark, Nick Bosa, and Miles Garrett isn't a force to reckon with. It is. Tell me Aaron Donald. Nick Bosa and Miles Garrett. Well, look at how much we got Ed Oliver and Kenny Clark for, and how much Aaron. Bro, I would go Aaron Donald, and 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 I'm gonna respect your wishes, Coach. Let's just say this: I would go Kenny. I would go. I mean, sorry. I would go Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, uh, Mr. Aaron Donald, and Mr. Yanko on the line. No problem. That literally. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. You could put Jerry Jones on that line and you would still get two sacks with Aaron Donald Miles. So this is is where we're at. We have we're literally at the 20 player mark. We have 33 players to go and we have $79 million in cap left. So are we still avoiding the quarterback position? Let's get a kicker, bro. I need someone to hit a (laughs) 64 yard. So you're gonna spend five million on, 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 on Justin Tucker? No. I, I would say Robbie Gold is very reliable. Matt Prater has shown that he could kick the long field goal. He's, He's a little older, it. though. He is. Young, I would say this guy, actually. Young, Young Hoku is our at guy. At 920,000. And, 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 guys, in case we were ever in trouble, he kicks some amazing onside kicks, by the way. So, it's it's true. Young Hoku is our kicker. Our punter, is he still around? I know he's not here, but. Shane no. Leckler. I was kind of hoping for Mr. King. <laughs> oh, Marquette? Mr. Yeah, bro. He's a, he's nah, a beast. I, I, he's, he's not in the league after he went to. All right, ju- just for sake of Mr. My, my good friend, uh, my, my good brother-in-law, I'm going to go J.K. Scott. He's the punter for the Green Bay Packers. Just that's how much respect you have for the Packers? Let's get, yeah, let's get their punter. Let's, get, a let's punter. get their punter. That's that's the guy I'm going with. Guys, long snapper is a big deal. You can't survive if you don't have a good. So we're going to go for the most expensive long the snapper. The Las Vegas Trent Sag. Just because you want the best. If you're building a good team Just and you lose because... because of a shanked extra point, come on now. Come on now. All right, guys. We're at $76 million. We have 30 players to go. Cornerback, I, I want to just say something because uh, he's cheap and he's great. Okay. Uh, CJ Henderson. That's my recommendation uh, as an Henderson owner. From the, he, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars no? Yeah. I'm going to have to Florida. lean on uh, the that owner is here. such a Madden player. Much. That's a Madden pick. Madden pick just because he's fast. But I like it. I like it. I agree. I, I said it right now. We don't have to go too expensive at the cornerback position because of the fact of this. And they're cheap because cornerbacks are expensive. How yes, they is, are. Uh, Look at that, man. Joe Hayden, 15 mil? Stephon Gilmore, 16. He, he, he deserves it. He, he deserves it. Trey Waynes, I think that's ridiculous. $16 million for Trey Waynes. Come on now. Who do, who do, Tredavious White, $6.7 million. Stud. Cornerback, uh, he's really good. Yeah, he's a beast at Madden too. Yes, yes, he is. So let's go there. So yeah. for the slot, slot's a very underrated position. So real quick on slot, here's a guy that that you plays mean, for my nickel. There's it. Yes, Kwan Williams. He is one point one twenty seven. He was rated the best corner, the slot corner in the NFL last year for one point one million dollars. Let's do it, Coach Shinko. Yeah. All right. So so let's get back to to this. Again, we have every position filled up now. 
except we're still missing one more. No, no, we have a defensive tackle. We have every position except quarterback. Do we have the three? The, do we have the three linebackers? Oh, the third linebacker. You're right. Third outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, these are twenty two point two. Although he's an edge rusher technically, so but but True, yeah, he's... but you either stand him up or he can kind of flirt with the line. I don't think if he were to play four three though, he would be on the edge on the yeah. defensive end. So Anthony Barr is I like him. Six million though. Isaiah but, Simmons? Yeah, I was thinking about him. And as a third guy, he's also like, a beast in Madden. He is he's he's not that good in real life. <laughs> Levante David, guys. Three point yeah, three. Levante David would be my pick. Yes. Yeah, All right, go. let's go with it. Yep. All right. We are at $16 million left in cap. And we have, we're exactly at the halfway mark of players. It's going to be a little bit faster now because of a lot of role players and our freaking quarterback. But all right. Quarterback? Okay, let's, let's start flirting with quarterback. Are you guys going to go expensive or are you guys going to go cheap? Well, I see, see, here's the thing we have $60 mil and we, if we, we Look, have... if we were to go Aaron Rodgers, we're going to have $23 million left, literally, for, for more than 20 players on our team. And I didn't, it, it got a little spicy a little heated but i really wanted to see who we land here and if we uh-huh. have a little bit of money left uh-huh. after we fill then we go get aaron okay let's 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 see that's why i was saying that to me th- th- there's no question that justin herbert's the man he's in between nick Foles and andy dalton and money guys josh you re- would you, you should be backing me up on this look at josh allen though at six nine dude justin herbert's better than josh allen I, I really believe that. I really believe if I had to go, I'm going Justin Herbert. Oh, man, man. I don't know, dude. Not, oh, my God. Look at Nick Foles. 6,666,660. That's man. the devil's deal. That's six, the six, devil's six, number. Six, 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 I don't six. want him. I say Justin Herbert. You mentioned it earlier, Yanko. If you can save money here and there, we would be saving 900000 And I still think he's better. And not only that, he's a year younger which means we get him cheaper for another year. I will defer to my GM and my head coach to make quarterback decision. I run all right, Josh, all right, man. Coach, coach. All right, dude. Josh Allen has actually shown that he's had bad seasons. Justin Herbert has he's had been one. In this, he's been in the league, what, one year? No, he's been in the year in the league two years. One was bad. One was good. Justin in has this, been in the league two? He's been in. No, 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 no. Justin Herbert has had one year in his rookie season. He was amazing. You can only imagine how much he can get better. Sophomore slump? Maybe. But Josh Allen has already Dude, shown that he, he doesn't have the best. offensive line, we could put in. No, no, no. But think about it. Justin Herbert made the Chargers better. Josh Allen needed a player like Stephon Diggs to make his team better. I say Justin Herbert. How much is Stephon Diggs? <laughs> He's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't want to have tunnel vision. Go down a little bit on this list. Okay. Sam Darnold, bro. Marcus Mariota, bro. Jordan Marcus Love, bro. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is three mil. We would finally get nah, him. Ah, to- man. You freaking have all these weapons. Yeah, I know. No. I know. I'm just saying, like, money. He's wise. just I'm mentioning saying- it. He's just mentioning No, no, no. I, I'm there with you. Okay. At this point, we're going. We're, we're going we're, too slow. We're, we're not, not going slow, too slow. Uh, in price. I, I'm going to sit on. We could be here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your guys' mind. I have a feeling where you're headed, but go. If you I, guys want to nickel pinch and have a beast team with those weapons, I would go James. James, bro, no. And I'm going to stop you right there, coach, because that's your sounding like Jerry Jones. 
you are we built this team to have a guy that's just going to come and throw seven interceptions a game and mess everything that we're working hard for. You have to understand that was philosophy from Bruce Arians. This was Tom Brady's highest year of throwing interceptions, the GOAT. So you're saying you're going to, okay, all right, owner, if we go Jameis, that means you're going to go and get yourself the head, amazing head coach, right? You're going to spend money on a big Whoa, head coach. hey, shade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want to nickel and pinch it and you want to fill wanna, other positions. I don't wanna, no, I don't want to nickel James and Winston. pinch it. I'm 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 giving you I'm giving you the team. Why can't we have both Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and let them battle it out in camp? <laughs> no, that would be terrible for their product. All right, Yanko, I'm gonna I'm I'm the general manager. I'm putting my foot down now, and I'm telling you, Justin Herbert or James Winston. Gosh, sorry. And guys, I'm actually gonna do this just because. That's the whole idea with between GMs and, and head coaches sometimes. That stuff like this happens. Look, I'm a defensive-minded guy. If you're getting Justin, let's go get Aaron. Oh, all right. So, wait, wait, wait. Whoa. That changes our entire defensive tackle position. I'm, which that, Aaron wait, are you wait. talking about? Donald? Yeah. We okay. just freaking – oh, my God. I said that. Okay, okay. All right, Yanko, quick. That means we're going to have to get rid of both of these guys, though. So, we're going to get rid of both of them. Because we're gonna have to go with someone really cheap at the the second defensive line. So Aaron Donald goes here. This happens here. in the NFL, gentlemen. Yes, pride and ego comes into play. Yes. So we got to go in the like million dollar range for it to kind of work out. Because then we'd be spending way too much on the defensive line. Uh, Where's uh, it... Max Crosby? But that's oh, he's an end. Oh, he's an he's end. end. Yeah. Get get uh, get Ellis. Ellis. Justin Ellis. 987. I could do that. I could do you that. You know exactly. who that is, Yanko? Is, yeah. He's a, he's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't have a problem with him. Yeah. Jelly. Nine, so just for the listeners, he's 987 million. So we, we basically went from having Kenny Clark and Ed Oliver to having Justin Ugh. Ellis and Aaron Donald. Though. Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, and Miles Garrett on that line. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Josh. Personally, I'm not the coach, but I would in, in situational pass rush situations. You actually just rush three. You go Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, and, Gar- and, and Garrett. Think, it and depends you, who you're playing. You, you bring in another safety, though. Oh, my it's God. Insane, I think you, it depends who you're playing, and schematically, you're going to play to the strengths and weaknesses of either or. But All right, guys, question. Justin Herbert's our guy. Who's going to be our backup? we got to have a backup quarter. We've, we've seen that when a quarterback goes down, our team goes in shambles if we don't have a good uh, backup. Marcus. Marcus? <laughs> Marcus Mariota? Yes. Doesn't he have a big hit? No, no he's three. Like three mil. Dude, Lamar Jackson is cheaper. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize you. I forgot. Get Action cheaper. Jackson. But yeah, just Lamar. For the sake, just for the sake, I don't think that would be realistic. But yeah, I mean. He can learn a I, little bit more, get more comfortable. Okay, so realistically, because Marcus. of it would be Marcus. Because you have okay. two top dogs yeah. trying to get it, and you wouldn't want that in your locker room. It wouldn't. Yeah, so let's go Marcus, just for that sake. Okay, so now, now is where we have to start bulking up our team. What position do you guys feel is the most important to just have a rotation? I would say defensive line, especially, but I don't know if we already have the studs and we've invested so much money there that even I, I remember a, a video clip of Aaron Donald on the sideline this year, catching his breath, kind of just like, yeah. So how about you, Max Crosby? You yeah, mentioned him. Give me He's a million dollars. Yeah. Max Crosby. And Max. All right. I'm going to go with one that I know from the Niners, Ronald Blair. Right now is he's actually has an unguaranteed he's an unguaranteed it's unguaranteed contract. So remember, this is where we start giving out these contracts. 
He's a very good player. He's actually not going to cost, cost us anything. And if we have to, we cut him in the training camp. How much is Solomon Thomas? I would like not go five. Solomon. Is he five? Four or five. Two point eight. Oh, he's two. But I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I don't I don't like him. I know I kind of praised him, but I think we can get something better than Solomon Thomas at 2.8, okay. to be honest. Especially he doesn't run 4.3. He's a 3.4 guy anyway. Got it. Um, Let's see. What about he, Kerrigan? Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan, right? Yeah. He's actually not it, coming up. Is it? I think it's. I'll look him up while you guys do another one. All right, uh, another position where we – you mentioned it, Josh, uh, that the two tight ends are crazy. Should we go get ourselves another tight end just in case one of them goes down? Not an expensive one, but a but a high potential. Like how about a Tanyan? How much is Tanyan? 3.3 million. Three. It's a little bit high, actually. I, was, I would I was, actually go with another receiver. Oh, another receiver. That's I true. really – and, and this is, I'm not trying to be a homer, but someone like – Renfro, I really like to plug in as a like a, an inside slot guy. It, it, he's cheap and he's cheap. super cheap. We would use him right because Mister Mister Yankel. So I, I'll go Renfro. I don't have a problem with Renfro. At this point, we're already at we're already at uh, four receivers. I, it's safe to say that we're going to go in with six, but right now we can focus on put put um Denzel good. Four million. Four million. That's a lot for a, for much. a backup for a backup tackle. For a backup. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. I'm just trying um, to think of like players that that usually like rotate around that are. Yeah, and so so let's let's go back into the defensive line. Like let's go with another linebacker. If we were we gotta go. Let's think special teams. We we want our special teams. We need gunners. So we need fast guys that can go down the field and just tackle. So what about a guy? You know, special team beast. Receiver, this guy that played with the Vikings uh, and with the Bears, Cordell Patterson. Oh yeah, and I can't. I know we're 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 in this Doesn't train of thought, oh. but what about uh? Hmm. I want a fullback, man. Yes, and knock, I on, knock on wood if you're with me. Starting to sound like a certain <laughs> someone that I know, bro. The fullback. I, I already know what Charlie's gonna say. Kyle, Kyle. Juice check. 2.2 2 million. How much is uh how 2. much 2. is Alex Singled? Eight hundred and fifty thousand. No, I I N G O. Oh, what is it? I N G. I N G. But he's not a wide receiver. You have it under wide receiver. I think. Oh, sorry, guys. Apologize for that one. What is it? I N G O L D. Alex Ingold. He's cheaper. But he's, not, he, he's, he's not Kyle. He's not Kyle. It depends on how you're going to run your offense. Kyle does is it, Kyle's not a fullback. He isn't. He's he's a Charlie uh, Yanko. What what are you? Are you going to use a fullback? Yeah. But are you going to are you going to use mil, two and a half male fullback? No, that's why I'm you better freaking use him like Mike Allstott. Okay, That'd then let's amazing. go Ingold. If you're not going to use him, then let's go Ingold. Let's go okay. Ingold because he's also plays special teams sometimes. Well, so does Juice Check, by the way. That's why I said Juice Check is. Just a monster, and he fits the tight input. But anyway, all right, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem because he's cheap. Anyway, let's continue going on with the whole defensive line. I, I I believe defensive line is you have to beef that puppy up. You have to. I I believe we need another defensive tackle. So who's a, a cheap defensive tackle? That all right? Put DTs here. So let's go down the list down to the the one million 
areas. Um, looking here, how about a David Irving? He's not a bad guy. I know he was out of the NFL for like a year. He retired. Or a Danny Shelton. Actually, I like Danny Shelton as a backup. Yeah. He's, he's a big dude. He's only $987,000. Kind of works out. I, I was trying to remember the name for Gunner and Matthew Slater for the Patriots has always done good in special teams. But he's three million. Always three mil? Damn, that's a lot of money. What about bro. Justin Bethel? Bethel's not a bad idea. 1.9, but but he also plays he quarterback. Also plays and cornerback. Uh, let's put I, him. Let's let's get him, but let's not necessarily marry that idea. Yeah. Dude, Trayvon Mullen? Mullen. Dang, One, dude. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. $2 million. Um, okay. So we are now at 35 players. We are 18 away from finishing our roster. We have $42 million left. We're not necessarily missing in a position anymore, but we are missing backups. We need a sixth lineman that, that is going to be, is going to kind of work out. So let's see tackle. I got to go through tackle name. Let me see if I go up here to tackle that way. It gives us options to look. Um, We need a, a guy that could play every position, right? He's our sixth guy, basically. Uh, ta, 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 ta. Justin Skule is absolutely atrocious, so I don't want to look at him. There is this. Do you guys have any idea? Anybody in particular that? What about Ooh, this guy? Go- this guy has a lot of. He 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 had um. Was it the guy that got had cancer, or his daughter had cancer, or something like that? Questenberry. I think, no, I think that was uh. Isn't that the guy in Seattle, the linebacker or defensive end? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Dang, one and a half. That's insane. Now, granted, granted, normally teams don't spend too much money on this position. So how about we just go with the random guy that has about $800,000 contract? Got it. Can we one. just like auto pick? <laughs> auto pick the rest of the way? Let, Kyle, let, let's let's kind of do that. Let's go with is, guys. Yeah, go for it. How much is Kyle Wilbur? Wilbur. W. Or just put Kyle in. Nothing. Nothing comes up. Oh. All right, guys. How about this? For the sake of making this a little fast, I, a lot of these role players, I'm just going to go with cheap contracts and see if we even have enough anyway. So I'm just going to go down the list real quick and just go cheap contracts. So just I'm going to go with another defense. Uh, no, that's still kind of high. Jesus. Okay, I'm going to go with some with another Jordan Ooh, Atkins. Smith is good. And he's he's on special team, too. He kind of stepped up in the role while Michael Thomas was out this year. He's a wide receiver. Traquan Smith. Yep. Two mil. But eh. It's a lot. No, it's not too bad. It's not too terrible because the receiver is going to want to get paid regardless. We need. How much is a Yuke? A Yuke? Well, at that point, we're going to be at seven receivers anyway. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Brandon. Oh, no. You know what? I, I, No, no. We went T. Higgins. We went T. We Higgins. Did. We did. We went T. Higgins. So we're good to go there. We need what about another. Chris yeah. Harris. He's older, but eleven eleven million for Chris Jesus. Harris. Never mind. Golly, cornerback. Let me see cornerbacks. Any cheap cornerbacks that we can go here? Um, let's see. Justin Bethel. We already went there. How about Josh Trayvon? Jackson? Josh Jackson is pretty underrated for the for the Packers defense. He's a, he's a good guy. He's only one point nine. Not too terrible. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say Trayvon Mullen, but because he's still growing, he's shown glimpses of. Of good, but I mean, either or. 
They're all right, the same de- price. Defensive tackle, I'm just going to go get another guy that's 900 mil just to start filling in the end. RE, I'm going to get another defensive end just to start beefing up that line. I'm going to get him in the $1.5 million price range. Doesn't matter at this point who we're getting. Any other positions? Did we I'm get missing? another backup tight end? Oh, you got Jordan Aikens. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, go on. Brandon Sheriff? Sharif? Yeah, Ooh, 18, $18 million. million. You know what I saw? I saw 1.8. Oh, no wonder you got all. Uh, I got all. Emo, emo fuzzy. Yes, you did. All right, guys. So let, let, let's say this. At this point, we're at 41 players. And I think this is kind of acknowledged what we've been doing. Maybe we don't have to finish the whole thing so we can move on. But at this point, we have, four, we have $31 million in cap space left. We still have to sign 13 more players, 12 more players. But we build the in the draft. That, yeah, we build in the draft. And we trade away Aaron Donald and get some draft pick back. Whoa, whoa, no, we don't. <laughs> well, the general manager has decided to Justin trade away. <laughs> anyway, so how do you guys feel about this team? The idea that we're actually ending up with $32 million in cap space and we still have 12 players to sign. And there's a lot of role players. I think I, another 12 would still go in those 12 players, but that's not bad. Not bad for, for something that does the cap, is a yeah, go ahead. Does the cap also pay the coach? Because I want to get does paid. Not. No, it's it's not. But 10 uh, years, one if you don't perform, million. you don't. <laughs> nice stuff. But anyways, how do you guys feel about this team? You guys like it? Uh how about this, guys? So if you're a listener, we'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Did did you think we made a good job on this team? Uh, led by Justin Herbert, would you have actually gone with uh, Yanko's Yanko. with Mr. Josh Allen? Do you feel we made a mistake? I, I feel that we could have hypothetically made it a little even more realistic because a lot of these are, are contracts that are just the cap hit and not necessarily their contract overall. But if we if we went off of that, it's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. So kudos to you guys, my friend. This was, uh, this was pretty fun. It was fun. And it goes to show... Like the actual wizardry that goes on Sheesh. between the financial guy, the GM, the owner, the coach. A lot of the times that a coach is replaced in an NFL team, it's because there's so much friction between the three mm-hmm. guys. Just this week or this, you know, within the last couple of days, how Doug Peterson was being treated supposedly or allegedly in Philly. Yeah. There was yeah. so much friction. Hey, you don't have to go far. The whole John, the Jim Harbaugh and Trent Baalke, that's the reason the Niners boomed because they just couldn't get along and they had a beast team. Yeah. If you don't get along, it's not going to work out. As long as our owner isn't going to some random Florida massage parlors, we are okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't seem Zing. to matter. It doesn't seem to matter anyway. <laughs> oh, well, for that owner. For that owner, it kind of got away with it. So anyway, that was fun. I had a blast. It was cool. I think we, we can build a good team. It does show you that it sucks for some general managers. We went in with $13 million in dead cap. If you go into the like the same situation, their dead cap is ridiculous. So some gen- new general managers are actually in a very tough situation when they come in right away. Hey, Charlie, how long was our segment? That uh, that, that, that was 48 minutes and 44 seconds. All right, so, so our listeners, after the Yankos eat, if you get around, you've got about a 45-minute window if you want to fast-forward or not. I recommend listen to the beginning, and then you get we kind of get lost in the sauce of trying to build it. And then uh, maybe give it five minutes, four minutes at the end 
just because we kind of recap it just because we promised that earlier charlie yeah just question um so the listener (laughs) the listeners how is he gonna get that message if it's after what we did that's what I just kind of thought. These are facts, and that's why you are the GM. <laughs> All right, cool. So what we'll do is we'll director's have to write cut. It. Yeah, we'll we'll write that in the description because it's okay. gonna be funny. They're gonna, they're gonna come in and they're gonna be like, "Well, I just lost an hour of my life." Oh, look at that! Yankel is telling me. I'll that put it in the description. Yeah, there I'll you go. Put it in yeah, the description because that that might not help them too much after the fact. I'm just saying. All right, guys, time for the butterfly effect, and and. We didn't really mention last week what we we're gonna mention. Fine. Thank you. That was uh, that was quite beautiful. I still Let's... say it's a pigeon. Monarch. <laughs> Let's go back to the year 2019. It's January. It's the NFC Championship game, and there's a controversial call where the Los Angeles Rams benefit and bounce the New Orleans Saints because there was an unbelievable non-call on a PI interference or pass interference not a pi interference pass interference guys let's flip the script let's imagine that there's no pi call that there is a pi call what happens from that moment on so there there's so many angles right Uh but I'll, i'll start with if the saints go to the super bowl instead of the rams that year and they win it I think Drew retires earlier. Bro, you took my notes, my man. Good job. I like I like it. I think Drew retires earlier because he's now got that would make it number 2. Mhm. Right? And I I firmly believe that the only reason why he extended his career towards the end was because he saw the potential of what the team was, what the team had. Yeah. And they tried to to capture that moment again. Now they yeah. were they were relevant towards the till the end of his career in the playoffs or whatnot, but what if the Saints go to that Super Bowl? Because I'm looking up the the score. The final score was 13 to three. Oh my god! And that, so you, you're telling me that the Saints wouldn't have been able to score more than three points in that Super Bowl? Now, given Coach Belichick, <clears throat> he kind of catered his defensive plan to attack the weaknesses of the Rams. But instead of Jared Goff in the Super Bowl, you've got Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. That's a whole different dynamic. That's one of the best matchups ever. Drew Brees against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. Man, that the ratings on that one. I mean, I guess Mahomes and Brady was pretty good, too. But that I agree with you, Yanko. I think he's gone. I think he 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 leaves perfectly. I think we all agree that after, after that game, Drew Brees wasn't the same. Not necessarily because that scarred him or anything, but the decline was pretty big from that moment on. So I agree with you 100%. But here's a here's a take. The following year, there was a rule change. The PI was now challengeable. Obviously, that gets scraped. That never happens. We don't see this as a as a challenge anymore. Which brings me to this year's rule changes. Hypothetically, the whole roughing the passer. I don't even think that comes up on the board. I really don't because since I don't think at that point we would still be saying you know you can't challenge and officiating. You can't do none of that. None of this. None of that. So I think that particular play had a huge impact to just nowadays in what is now being considered a possible rule change. I got other takes, but Josh, what about you? Man, I'd say I agree with you guys. Uh, I, I can't guarantee it, but I would feel more comfortable the Saints 
winning the Super Bowl that year and beating the Pats. Uh, I think it came down to coaching in that particular matchup, uh, Sean Payton versus Bill Belichick. And not that Sean McVay is not a genius head coach, but I think he was limited with Jared Goff. And it's way different when you have Drew Brees, even though he was on the decline of his career, but Sean Payton would have thought of something. I still would take Drew Brees over Jared Goff uh, because it almost seems like, you know, although Wade Phillips had Tom Brady's number and you can obviously see it because they only really, they only really scored six points because for the longest time you guys remember that game was six, three. Yep. It wasn't until the very end that, that he finds Gronk and he almost scores. And then that kind of what's cost 13 to three. Even then, so the, the, the Rams had that one bomb to Brandon Cooks that they could have won with. Right. So, Wade, I think Wade Phillips had a great game plan, uh, but I think it flips the Super Bowl. Now it becomes perhaps a little bit more high scoring. It's not 13 to three, that's for sure. For sure. Um, I, Jameis Winston never comes to town. Um, I, I, I don't see him, although they needed to find a quarterback replacement, maybe they address it in the draft. Maybe they draft the heir apparent of Drew Brees if he does retire. Uh, and as for the Patriots, <sighs> trouble in paradise yet again, right? Because we go back to the same thing. Perhaps uh, Tom bounces a year earlier than, than he does. Uh, I think I he like was a little that. fed up with, with the way that, you know, Belichick ran the team and he was saving all this cap number. You know, Brady was taking all these uh, pay cuts or not pay cuts, but you know, he wasn't making super, uh, superstar money so they can build a team around him. And yet it didn't really show for it anything offensively. Mm-hmm. So maybe Tom bounces early. Um, and I don't think the saints repeat, but he goes off in the, in the high, you know, drippies in the high. And then maybe we see him in NBC a year on earlier Sunday night, on Sunday night, on Sunday night. Yeah, maybe, you know, that's I cool, hear that. Cool I, I heard that he was he was uh, the head honcho for the Notre Dame games. Yeah, I think he's that's gonna how be doing. Gonna I, I believe that they're gonna like that's gonna be his coaching just to yeah. kind of get at the grasp of things because not everyone's not everyone's Tony Romo. Here's the yeah. take that I would think that is it's kind of interesting if you kind of tweak it a little. You mentioned Tom Brady leaving a year early. I completely agree that that probably happens. He gets fed up and he's gone. Isn't it true? And I kind of relate what I've mentioned with Kyle Shanahan and the fact that he got fed up with Jimmy Garoppolo when he couldn't get him the big win. When it mattered most, he couldn't win. I feel the same thing happened with Jared Goff, right? It was in the Super Bowl where, where Sean McVay realizes, my God, we're not going to win with this kid. It's, we're just not. He's, if we put it on his, we're not. But if they don't make the Super Bowl, Jared Goff had a heck of a season. Maybe he doesn't even find out yet at the big stage. And maybe he keeps thinking, well, we were just kind of one play away. This team is still good. Jared Goff yeah. is not the problem. You know, it, it yeah, kind of agree with that. It. And I feel that the, that the trade doesn't happen. And I feel that the fan base of the Rams continue to believe in Jared Goff. Remember that year there? That was a record-breaking year. Yeah. That offense yeah. Was, was ridiculous. That, was that the year that they went? Uh, toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. Was it uh, third yes. Monday Night Football? Third the one that was Monday be... Night Football game yes. ever, man. The one that was supposed to be in Mexico City but got changed yes. like that week because yeah. of the soccer field and all that good stuff. Let me ask this. If the Saints win the Super Bowl that year, uh-huh. right? Tom leaves early. We don't... Tampa Bay doesn't have that setup because eventually in the now, Tom goes to Tampa. If Tom doesn't go to Tampa and now you've got the Saints who win... And now they're the king of that division. Let's theoretically say Drew Brees comes back and says, hey, let's run it again. I feel good because obviously he did play in real life. He did yeah, play he did. 
uh, another year or two, where does Tom end? I have an answer to that one. And 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 I, I say because of the Niners. Why? He wanted to go to San Francisco, if you remember last offseason, right? He he actually offered himself to San Francisco, right? He offers himself. Niners say, no, we're going to run it back with Jimmy Garoppolo because we had a heck of a season. But if we go back to that season, they hadn't made the Super Bowl yet. He offers himself. They trade him to Jimmy Garoppolo. They get rid of him, and they bring in the GOAT. And I think history would have been somewhere else. But that's my take. That's the Niners. The Niners was a team that he was potentially flirting with, obviously, the Bucs. I recall there wasn't there one more. The Saints, the Saints were for one Tom. Yeah, because remember that the the the, the Saints weren't sure what was going to happen with Drew Brees, whether they were going to extend him or just kind of go off. But the Saints were a consideration for Tom Brady. I remember that that was a, that was a question whether they were they wanted uh, Drew Brees or Tom Brady. Maybe Tom even. I'm not up saying in that. I'm not saying he doesn't, Ooh. but I don't think the team changes all that much from the now to the 2019 because in 2019, the Bucks still had the same offensive weapons, um, the big ones at least. They had Mike Evans. They had Chris Godwin. They're, they have an older offensive line if you remove wars. They already had drafted O.J. Howard. Uh, if anything, maybe their defense took their a little. Their defense is pretty bad. That year, it's not the same coach though, right? It's, no. Yeah, it's Bruce Arians actually. Was Bruce Evans was a head coach in 2019. I just looked it up. Oh wow, that was directly. Maybe it does happen. So maybe it just it does accelerates happen. it. Right now, the only thing is perhaps at that point you're going into. Although they're probably experiencing a coaching, uh, not a coaching, a uh, quarterback carousel, and the Saints are if they win the Super Bowl and Drew Brees retires. But then at that point, you're going into the division of the Super Bowl champ. So. You know, well, what is what does that do? And something we touched on earlier, Josh, uh, when at the beginning of the podcast was, is there a difference? And try to follow me here, guys. Is there a difference if Eric Fisher plays in the Super Bowl this year, right? So now, instead of Eric Fisher, you Tampa comes in, and instead of the Niners, theoretically speaking, being in mm-hmm. the Super Bowl with Kansas, now you've got Tom with the Bucks in the Super Bowl with Kansas with a healthy offensive line or a healthy offensive line, it's a different ballgame. Because if they can't get to Patrick, defensive-wise, but because they you're, have a you're better line. If, you're talking if Tom goes to Sanford? No, if Tom, because you're, we just talked let's about Let's say how, we accelerate everything a year, is what Yanko's saying. Let's accelerate it a year. Let's say the 2019 season of the Niners doesn't happen. Tom Brady gets to Tampa Bay. He gets the Super Bowl a year early. Oh, and, and, and I Mr., see, I see. And Mr. Fisher doesn't get hurt. So now you got healthy versus healthy. Does Tampa Bay still win is what he's saying. Because the Patriots just lost in the Super Bowl to the Saints. So Tom exits early, lands in Tampa. Tampa gets to the Super Bowl instead of the Niners. Now you've got Tampa and Kansas. Chiefs. And you've got a healthier O-line. Well, I think at that point, either way, Todd Bowles is still the D.C., um, yeah, that's true. And I'm not saying they have the same pieces, but Todd Bowles has taught us that he can coach the heck out of defense. He might not be a great head coach, but is one of those coaches that is a great coordinator. Just has weight. Always Phillips. be good at that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's just one thing I do, and and that's the great thing that I do. So. I so before know. we transition out, Josh, just because we talked about it, when we already gave our take on it, mm-hmm. but if Eric Fisher was there, you're saying Tampa Bay still wins at completely a non butterfly yeah. effect. You still think they I do? Win? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I we already stated on that. I'm gonna say no. I think Chiefs do win it, but 
I, I, I respect what you're saying because of Todd Bowles. For sure. For sure. For sure. All right, guys, that was fun. That was a good – that was another good one. That was a we'll, – we'll, we'll try to mix it up next week. I'll let Yanko or Josh pick the next one for next week. We'll think about it, and we'll go from there. For but sure. let's go into our favorite section. Everyone always likes the arguments that we have here. Would you rather – I got a little creative on this one, and it's a little different. I'm basically going to give you guys an option to build your team based off the options that I'm giving. And at the end, whatever you didn't pick is a team you would have faced off against. Okay? So just kind of keep track. If you guys can write down who you picked, it would help me out a little bit. Just pick that because it's going to be kind of hard for you guys to keep track. So I'm going to ask you guys both right away off the bat. Joe Montana or Patrick Mahomes? Um, Patrick, Josh. Yeah, there's a lot of variables, man. Yeah, and it depends on the team you're building. But we're starting. I did it this way particularly because this is how you're building your team, and and not Montana. how we did it right. Montana. Okay, Emmett Smith or Adrian Peterson. AP. Emmett. Okay, Jerry Rice or Randy Moss. Moss. Rice. Tony Gonzalez or Gronk? Shannon Sharp. You have to pick between these two. <laughs> who was it? Gronk or who? Or Tony Gonzalez. Gronk. Gonzalez. T.O. or Chris Carter? T.O. Julian Edelman or Wes Welker in your slot? Welker. Julian. Ooh. So that's who you remember, J- Yanko. That was one of the questions. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, or Reggie White? <laughs> Reggie, it's <was> hard. <laughs> I'll go Donald. All right. Uh, so far, you guys only agreed on one, but uh, T.O. Yeah. J.J. Watt or Von Miller? Von. Von. Patrick Willis or Navarro Bowman? Patrick Willis. So both of you, Patrick, all right? I'm surprised by that. Mike Singletary or Brian Urlacher? Dang. Urlacher. Urlacher? Singletary. Okay. Darrell Revis or Champ Bailey? Revis. Revis. Richard Sherman or Deion Sanders? Deion. Sanders. Ed Reed or Troy Palomalu? Reed. Reed. Brian Dawkins or Ronnie Lott? Ronnie. Dang. Lott. Adam Vinatieri or Justin Tucker? Tucker. Vinatieri. And your coach, Bill Belichick or Bill Walsh? Walsh. Walsh. Okay, so with that in mind, guys, I want you guys to just read out your team real quick, and I'm just going to analyze both of you, and I'm going to tell you who's going to win between you two. Go, Jacob. Uh, quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, running back, Adrian Peterson, wide receiver, Moss, tight end, Gronk, wide receiver, T.O., slot, Julian Edelman, uh, defensive line, Reggie White, Von Miller, uh, linebacker, Patrick Willis, and... Singletary, Corners, Revis, and Dion. Uh, 
secondary safety Ed Reed, Ronnie Lott, kicker Tucker, and coach Bill Walsh. And you, Mr. Mr. Josh? Uh, quarterback Montana, uh, running back Emmett Smith, receiver Jerry Rice, uh, Tony Gonzalez tight end, wide receiver Terrell Owens, Wes Welker, uh, D-line Aaron Donald, Von Miller, linebackers Patrick Willis, Brian Erlocker, uh cornerbacks Revis and uh, Deion Sanders, safeties Ed Reed and Ronnie Lott, kicker Vinatieri, coach Bill Walsh. That, that, that's so. From what I notice here, Josh is more of a old school, a little bit more. There's a little bit more there because he went right off the bat: Montana, Emmett, and Jerry, and Yankel went Mahomes, Peterson, Randy. So it was automatically a distinction there. What guide me through what your thoughts, Josh? First off, uh, in what regard? Just in the like, overall of the team, in the overall, the, like, first these of all, positions just, that you yeah, just elected, just particularly, and you don't know, you can go on, on on the rest of the team, but particularly, why'd you go old school right away? Um, I Coins. think we're we're prisoners in the moment with with Mahomes. He is a spectacular, but I don't think he's left his foot in history yet. Uh, he still has a lot to prove. Uh, Montana did it. Four and man. Super Bowls. He, he's he was the goat. He was the goat before the, go- the other goat showed up. <laughs> the goat before the um, goat. <laughs> running back Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith and Walter Payton are the best to do it at that position. And before it was hard nose running. It, it wasn't this stuff we see right now. And receiver, man, receiver, the, you know, the goat, man, Jerry Rice. He did everything. He has all the acolytes. Nobody's going to break him. Maybe not even now that now the, the season's longer and it's more pass friendly. Even at that, I don't was, think nobody's catching Jerry Rice. He, he wasn't the most athletic dude. He did. He did. But, but he kept putting production up. He still put a thousand yards after 40 years old. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did. No, no, yeah, I, I, so, yeah. so, so that was that was my perspective in those three positions that I picked. And you, Yanko? I think you're absolutely right, Charlie. I lived more in the moment because the 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 NFL today and the NFL back then are two completely different NFLs. Now, For sure, I went more based on what I saw and given. I didn't. I saw more of Adrian that from a football understanding mm-hmm. standpoint than I did of Emmett. Now, Emmett, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl winner, so on and so forth. However, I think if you looked at the team that I built, I went. With a couple of agreements, agreements that uh, Josh and I had, they're more athletic players. They're yeah. just Patrick was is more athletic than Joe Montana. Joe Montana was the epitome of a pocket presser. I think. I mean, someone like To Jerry Rice, he he didn't have a lot of speed, but he was elusive. Now I'm looking at the arm that Patrick has. If I get To running a quick hot streak, To is going to outrun. Jerry Rice in that situation. So I really just went based on the offensive mindedness of the current NFL status today. Now, the ones that we did agree, because I put some asterisks next to it, we agreed on T.O., we agreed on Revis, Dion, uh, Lott, and the coach. I want to say that some of the some of the picks, and maybe because I was just reading Josh's body language during the picks, did you pick some because I picked the other, so we wouldn't pick too many the same? No. 
Or it I was... mean, I did think of it, but no. Like, like Singletary instance, and Urlacher? I mean, you're, that, that's a toss-up, right? I mean, yeah, they're both that's... great at what they did. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to agree to disagree, I, I don't see much there. Um, you win like, Patrick Willis too, let's right? Let's talk Wes Welker and Julian Edelman. I think that's a good one to discuss because you guys both went opposite there. Why Wes? Why Julian? For the for the more common era fans. Julian so, had more health. He wasn't as I injury pick, prone. I pick Welker because he was a pioneer, man. He was he a was. pioneer of the slot. Without no, without no Welker, there's no Julian. Or Beasley. Or or what's your boy? Give me your boy. And Hunter Renfro. Thank you. <laughs> but and I, he was. But, but who I, was I, better? I, but okay. But I, I like your point, Josh. But but you so said if it was better, who was better? You still think Wes is better than Edelman? I think Wes was a better route runner than Julian. Julian was more athletic. He was a, a bigger build. Uh, but Wes was stronger, was more. And more. Yeah. Man, Wes and Wes was I just think... like on his routes was just. That's the divide between Josh and I. I think it's yeah. athleticism. Yeah, I agree 100%. So looking at your teams, that's what my take I'm going to give you guys. I, I, I feel if we were to play Madden, and that would be one way, Yankel would destroy Josh. I really do. Because of the athleticism, the raw attributes that he would have. He would have everything at 99, practically. If we were to play in our normal football field, I say Josh beats Yankel. Because I feel that a lot of the attributes that he, of the players that he picked, you mentioned it, pocket passer, not the speedy guy, not the t- not the fastest, most ed- agile guy, but they're all proven winners. So I, everyone here is a proven winner, so I can't even go to that. Who did you but pick as your quarterback? I, I Actually, I didn't even really consider it. If I had to pick, it, it, I can't go against my quarterback. It's a hard situation for me because it's Montana. I guess let's let in my case, just so I don't get biased, let's go Tom Brady or, or Mahomes. And if I had to pick at that point, I would go Tom Brady. Even then, mm-hmm. that's a good go point. Tom. Oh, this yeah. is good. A little like rapid fire. Yeah, it's it, it's a little different. It's a little different, but I, I just figured let's kind of mix it up a bit. But I thought it kind of gets your little thinking caps going, and I like the fact that for the listener, how we can completely disagree. Yeah, we still build two beast teams, and we have a reasoning behind it. So that that was kind of what I was thinking on those two. So cool. anybody else? Shit away, Inko. Would you rather start a football team across the pond in, in, say, in London? <laughs> oh, I thought it was. <laughs> I was just thinking the same. Sorry, in bro. London or the UK. Okay. Or... In the middle of the not the geographically in the middle, but in the middle of Idaho, a, a barren, non-existent state. Would you rather start a football franchise internationally or a state that doesn't have much to offer? I have a question, real quick, on this okay. question: Is this football standpoint or like? As an owner, what am I going to generate in money? Try to try to just encapsulate all of it. All of okay. it. Okay. I was going to go Idaho. But since the fact that you're saying all of it, I'm going to go London. And I and there's a lot of cons to it because the whole traveling would suck. Yeah. But the money that I would generate by making a London franchise would just be ridiculous. Like it would be astonishing the amount of money that I could make and charge 
English people. Like it, it, it would just, it would be ridiculous. And, and the marketing, that team would be a hit. It would be on national TV all the time because of the time differential. It, it, it would get the contracts internationally. And everyone in, in England would like that team because it's the one team. I think almost everybody who's in Europe would like that team. It, it, it would put me on the map globally. I, I would go, I would go not necessarily from a football standpoint, from a football standpoint, I think my team would be hurt a little considering from what I can get in Idaho, but I would say nothing against Idaho people. No, no, no. It's, just, Idaho. it's remote. It's a remote, Correct. but I would go London. I would go London. Josh. London. Cause of everything that Charlie said, unfortunately. There's not much. There wasn't much controversy. There's not much. I was, you know what? And I was going to go Idaho, but because of the fact that this is more overall, that's why. You would be sponsored by potatoes. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) The spuds. Brought brought to you in part by Lay's. No, and the thing is, what I was trying to capture was when you think of everything, let's say, for example, you you pick Idaho, because both of y'all picked London, right? So Mm -hmm. you pick Idaho. You You don't have the population you don't probably have the infrastructure. You're going to have the space, but you're starting from the ground up. You're starting to build a team. And if you look at the surrounding areas, you've got Wyoming, Utah, Nevada, Oregon, Montana, and Washington. I think that's the key right there, Yanko. I think it would be because you can flip it the other way too, right? Yeah. Um, and you can say that you can you can catch maybe about a 700 mile radius. And you would be the main attraction. You're going and to if you market, more. if you market it the right way, you'll be the the focal point of that area. Yeah, guys, we can it's argue. Matter of, we, yeah, we yeah, can argue just, that 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 area that becomes yeah. their team. That and, becomes. And then don't get me wrong; it's just kind of like Friday Night Lights. That's the only show in town, and you're gonna get eight eight games out of that. So the whole spotlight's gonna go to to that city or state or organization. And then imagine what it does to funding. The whole state funds, they're going to build you a stadium, man. If I mean, look at just what happened. And it's not to look at what happened in Vegas. Yep. You know, they were like clamoring for an NFL team, an NFL franchise, because they're the entertainment capital of the world. And they got it. And they lay down the bricks for everything. Whatever you want, we'll build for you. We have the capital. We're good. So I think if you apply that same principle to the middle of nowhere, you'll get it. And you'll get fans. You're still building an infrastructure. I don't want to get all crazy here. But you start building an infrastructure to accommodate for everything because you know all the revenue that it's going to like, you know, and then you keep it in house because it's in the U.S. So, Josh, question. Is it safe to say that maybe instantaneously the the benefits are, are faster in London? You're going to make more money quicker in right. London. But right. in Idaho, as a as a plan, you think oh, you have yeah. bigger long term success from building Huge. it in Idaho. You're Huge. thinking. You're thinking for your children, for your you're grandchildren. You're thinking free agents. That's... You're thinking people who want to sign. Now, now you're relocating immediate families internationally. Yeah. And now your front office is having to deal with passports, hey, and legalities, and taxes, and everything else. It now just consider becomes, when you're in Idaho, yeah. the closest two teams to you, Seattle on the other side of Washington, and San Francisco. That's it. That's it. There's Minnesota. Like two, the opposite side. Hey, you, you, exactly. do have the, you do have the CFL. <laughs> they're actually, ironically, they're close. Canadians, to the, eh? The Canadians, Canadian. eh? And they, they're, they're going to they're gonna go to the, they're, they're going to you know, check I, it out. So, I, I like your question, Yanko, because 
we we didn't argue, but there I liked how we still we were able to give our both points on both sides. Because there's more there's more profound. I think and, long run you hit it though. Long run Idaho. Short term, if you want to make a quick buck right away, have instant success right away, you go to London or Mexico, right? Because yeah. these things sell. And you know out. what, Even, London and and London has the potential to fail. It it could. It could fail mm-hmm. because of everything. Yeah, I want to say logistically, maybe they're about the same, but I think Mexico's closer, no? Oh, yeah. Than oh, London? To the continental U.S., yes. Yes, for sure. But, but I don't know. I don't know if it would work. I, if anything, I think it's easier to make it work economically in the U.S. I mean, in London than in Mexico. And in because Idaho, all- you are the only professional sports team. In any sport? In any sport. Wow, that's a good That's a good. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. I didn't even. I changed my vote. Idaho. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm. A, I'm actually. I'm actually. The more I think about it, I, I do. But just for the sake of argument, I'm going to stick with London. I'll be the Idaho potato bags. That's a, that's that, totally. Bro, and that that's is totally in Madden. You could get. You could get for putting like the sack. Like when you sack a quarterback, everyone gets a sack of potatoes. Yes, bro. Everyone Start comes. Everyone. Co- so you see, you get the cheese heads, and you get people in little sacks of potatoes bro. coming into the stadium. That's a All right, Josh, idea for the NFL. You're up, Batman. We should totally bring this up, man. Totally. I'll keep it short and sweet for you guys. Um, these two players, unfortunately, um, I caught a glimpse of them, but it wasn't like OMG. All that I remember is uh, just glimpses. One of them I don't remember, but thank for YouTube, NFL Classics, and other you know people that watch these players play, that we can kind of relive that. So my question to you guys, would you rather – have Emmett Smith or Walter Payton? Um, I, I, quick, Walter Payton. And, he, and my reasoning for this is Emmett Smith has a total yardage record, but we also have to think back about how amazing of an offensive line they had. So if it wasn't for that offensive line, is Emmett Smith the greatest running back of all time numbers-wise? I'm going to say no. And I'm going to go as crazy to say that if Walter Payton was behind that offensive line, I think Walter Payton shatters Emmett Smith's record. Just a quick note. I say that if Barry Sanders wouldn't have retired, he would have gotten the all-time record. But, of course, degree to disagree, right? But, anyways, I, we're I focusing actually, on Walter. And and, Emmett, I agree, but and I agree with you as well on that point. Very well. Yanko, I think Walter, I Walter or Emmett? I think i go Walter based on the, on the fact that I think he – broke more barriers but that opened up the ability not a not physical abilities but the surrounding platform or foundation for players like Emmett Smith to be successful. I think Walter mm-hmm. Payton kind of broke the barrier for the running back position in itself and he was that good when there wasn't that many running backs and I could be wrong but there wasn't that many running backs that were as good at his time frame. Yeah, Walter. I mean there was Herschel like Walker was that around the same time? No, it was before. That was Earl Campbell. I, gotta say, I think it was Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell, maybe. Now, Herschel Walker was the only one in history basically got a whole trade, a whole draft yeah. just for him. So, true, true. And that then there was true. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was. Bo Jackson. Yeah, and you know what? It kind of goes back to what we did mention earlier in the in my Would You Rather, where it's the eras, too. You, you, you know, Bo Jackson, if you put him in a different era, you know, does Adrian Peterson work out as amazing as he does nowadays if you put him in the 80s and 90s? I don't know. I, I think you've, we tend to forget that Adrian Peterson was probably one of the only 
players that was that could have because of his physicality and the, how good he was coming out of college that could have gone from high school to the NFL. Yeah. He was I, I think Adrian Peterson is crazy, but but I, I think he's the epitome of what an old school running back was. Yeah. Because except he just, he, he, he's the Calvin, I think he's almost like the Calvin Johnson of running backs in the situation. When you think of Calvin Johnson, he's Calvin Johnson, pardon me, he's an, an anomaly. Six five, we talked about it. Crazy speed out to his 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 jumping ability, his catching radius. That's not supposed to exist. He's not supposed to have 99 attributes and everything. And when you think of Adrian Peterson in his prime, dude, that boy could run so fast. I remember, you guys remember when he would run at the end and you just see his chin go up and down, like how fast he was going and then trucking and then he, over and people. Then, and that's the ability too. He had breakaway speed, but he had the ability to run over you and yep. sort of yeah. stiff arm you. So good choice. So maybe I, change I, would, it back. I would also maybe, go with Walter. Maybe if Adrian Peterson is in the old school, maybe he ends up even being even better than what he is nowadays. Yeah. I would also go Walter on uh, no disrespect to Emmett Smith. E- Emmett Smith was sneaky, sneaky fast and sneaky strong because he wasn't a big guy. Mm-hmm. And yes, he had a beast offensive line, but um, no, no disrespect to Emmett Smith, but I would also go Walter Payton. Little quick before we finish, where did uh, Emmett Smith retire? The Cardinals, didn't he? Well, technically, he didn't. He signed like a one-day deal with Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but doesn't he broke the record, didn't he, with the Cardinals? With the Cardinals, yep. That's exactly it. Of all things, of all things, it was still at Sun Devil Stadium, no? Yeah, you beat me to it in that. Oh my God, man! That thing was a freaking oven, man. Golly! All right, guys. So we we okay. Any stadiums like those can thank Al Davis. (laughs) Another plug for uh, the thirty for thirty, Al Davis versus NFL. All right, so we're at the last part, the mailbag. Uh, I have two questions, and I know we kind of went crazy on time today, but I'll kind of expand on them really quick. One of them is was into our email. So, guys, if you want to go ahead and send us in a question, remember our email is cyj.podcast at gmail.com. This one's not really a question. It's more of a remark from our friend Steve Albany. When comparing the Colts and Ram receiver tandems back in the day, you forgot perhaps the unsung heroes that helped free them to be open. For example, AZ Hakeem for the Rams. After he left, they never returned to former glory. Maybe an idea for the future topic is unsung heroes. I like it. I remember also this Ricky Pro. Do you guys remember that player? It's like a little slot receiver with the Rams and the greatest yes. show on turf. He was mm-hmm. a little underrated teams, right? too. Yep. Ricky Pro. It's something that we can talk about, especially in the next couple of weeks that it might get a little slow, maybe a little bit of unsung heroes. I think so, it, guys, yeah. it kind of goes back to what you mentioned earlier, Charlie. When the greatest show on turf was at its peak, that's when I, I personally was starting to really recognize football more than just TV who wins. Mm-hmm. Like breaking it down, the sport. And if it isn't for like NFL films or you know, doing my own personal as a fan research, I don't, it's, it's hard to live in that moment. And it's easy to forget the yeah. people who set up the greatness of, right? So, yep. no, I think that's a, it's a valid statement from the, yeah. the listener. From Steve. Uh, Steve, and, and, and I'm going to say, we are the three of us agree, and we just built a team and we saw how hard it is to build a team. But if it's not for unsung heroes, teams don't win Super Bowls. That's simple. It doesn't matter how stacked you are. You need the unsung heroes. You need the cheap $1 million contracts to be able to work. Because when a guy goes down, you need to have Malcolm a good Butler. Guy. I don't want to be a homer, 
But one unsung hero that I think about for Even Raider for Nation, week. John Ritchie. And I'll leave it for you guys to no do, do this. That how about how about you? No, how about you tell talk about it a little bit next I'll week? I'll talk about John Ritchie next I'll week. I'll pick an unsung hero and Yank will you pick an unsung hero and Rudy. then we, we... <laughs> <laughs> Oh a real one. Nice. Got, it. Got it. Radio. <laughs> well, he did he play? Radio. He well, sorta. There you go. All right. Or or what is it? Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. <laughs> All right, guys. So the, the other question I have is, and this is from our from my brother-in-law, Mr. Johnny P. Basically, why isn't anyone questioning Trevor Lawrence? Everyone is expecting him to be the next GOAT, but Ouch. is there a possibility of him being a bust? I guess that one I got to take, right? I think At so. least the beginning. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. Anyone who's anyone can be a bust. I think there's a potential because we've seen a lot of great collegiate quarterbacks move over to the NFL and not be successful. Mm-hmm. And what helps pick a quarterback was the early onsetters, the early entrepreneurs in the position who you can compare to, mm-hmm. right? And it, it, you work with what you've got statistically, what they do in college. If you tell me, that the Trevor Lawrence plays for UTEP and takes them, you know, undefeated, but, you know, for, they play for UTEP, or he does what he does in Clemson, who, which tra- version of Trevor Lawrence are you going to get? So there's so many factors that go into play. Comparisons that Trevor Lawrence brings to the table, someone like John Elway, someone like Peyton Manning, someone like Andrew Luck, and when you start drawing comparisons, it's not just physical stature what they did in college anything else it's the mentals that he carries the the ball the way he throws the ball the way that he physically zips that ball or what he sees on the field uh changing the plays look reading defenses now i'm not saying that they this guy is a guaranteed winner no and a year from now I might be eating crow between him and Justin Herbert on the same podcast. But when you look when you look at out the gate who he is and where he's stacked, he's poised to be as good and to be successful like the guys who he's being compared to. Andrew Luck, if he isn't uh beaten so much behind the offensive line or he has a better set a better offensive line, I firmly believe he's still in the league. Agreed. He was a he was a he was a great quarterback, and he because of inability by his ownership and GM to provide him with a great offensive line. Like if he has Quinton Nelson today, he's still there, mm-hmm. and that's just one guy. Now going back to Trevor Lawrence, you're playing in a div- in a collegiate division that's a high power division. You're you're or a high power team. The biggest baddest defense in collegiate nation is Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he went and beat Alabama. He lost to them again. He lost to them, was it last year, I think? Mm-hmm. But it was a close game. The The thing is, is that his attributes, what he does on the field, how he carries himself, his personality, puts him in a position to be picked at number one. Now, can he bust? Can he be a complete failure? Absolutely. We've talked about on this podcast how certain players, if they would have given him been put in a better system would have been more successful flip side you put a guy that 
isn't in in the wrong system, then he goes he goes down the drain. Mm-hmm. If he goes to Jacksonville and Urban Meyer doesn't use him and cater to his skill set, the potential of him being a bust is higher. So there's a lot of working things. Yeah. And what I stand on for, for Trevor and why I, it's because of everything he's done and who he compares to. So I hope that answers Correct. the question. No, I, I like I like the way you took it, uh, Yanko, because I completely agree. And, and I'm going to take a little step uh, extra and, and just say this. At the end of the day, there's players that no matter where you put them, you immediately can imagine that they're going to make the team better. Trevor Lawrence is one of those players. You look at his stats, you go back to his college career, and, and, and you mentioned it, the college he played and the teams he had to face off against. Rookie season, not rookie, sorry, freshman year, he goes and he beats Alabama 44-16 in the championship game. For his stats in his career, guys, he threw 90 touchdowns and only threw 17 interceptions his entire college career. He has all the attributes. He has the stature. He's good to go. There's no question marks into him. Everyone agrees. And, and that's why I believe that, to answer his question, that's why I believe the word bust doesn't really come out. Is there potential for bust? Absolutely. You mentioned it. I don't. None of us think it's going to be a bust. You, you kind of go back to Jamarcus Russell. If we kind of really think about Jamarcus Russell and you go back to look at him, there should have been more question marks asked about him. His numbers weren't the best. A lot of it was based off of the raw potential that people saw in him that's not the case with trevor lawrence we've already seen what he can do i love the the comparison you you did to andrew luck if things are done right not only is he gonna make jacksonville jaguars a better team he can get the marines and the whole justin herbert versus trevor lawrence is gonna be a battle for the years to come not just them two you bring in josh allen you bring in patrick mahomes watch out because the afc is doing things right right now and when you, it comes to these young quarterbacks. If you look at the NFL as a whole, and you, if you were to stand side by side, these guys, Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, it's almost like this is the proto, the new prototypical quarterback. Yeah. The 6'6 yeah. runners and, and, and uh, like that. There is potential for bust. It's straight up. doesn't matter. I don't – I see it. doesn't matter who it is. <laughs> Nuts. Um, it's – it's. Uh, I think it's a little a little bit harder now than it was in the latter days mm-hmm. because now what kind of Yanko alluded to uh, coaches are catering to what the player does great and, and they're more flexible and they're more moldable. The only thing I have to say is that a lot of kids can't take pressure. That's true. And this kid is being asked to be the savior of a dumpster of a franchise. And you're, you're not inheriting a good team and you're going into a situation where this head coach is unproven because how many times have we seen coaches make the leap from college to NFL more often than not, it never works for whatever reason, recruiting free agents, uh, drafting Pete Carroll is an outlier. Well, Everything he, he, else. He, he went and came back. Yeah. Yeah. He, he sucked as a head coach. He failed, yeah. but he got back. Look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban yeah. hasn't even think twice about coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, would he succeed? Chip I don't Kelly. know. Could have, would have, should have, right? Chip you Kelly. know, so there's a there's a bunch of head coaches. You know, a bunch that that have done that have worked, and some that have had. The only thing that I do see potential. I'm not questioning the kid's abilities because obviously he's 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 a he's a phenom, right? 
but it's in the situation that he's inheriting. And I think a lot of players, for whatever reason, can't turn the switch, you know, in, in inheriting a bad situation and being that uh, that Band-Aid, right, mm-hmm. to, to, to kind of be there for the franchise and, and to kind of turn the corner. A lot is going to rely on the head coach. And, yes, the talent that you surround him and how to cater. But the kid has talents. He has talents. So you're not but saying he's going to be a bust. You just say no, there's a chance but, he could be Oh, a there's a huge potential to be just because just just him, you know, all that he that he's inheriting, mm-hmm. right, He to the French, they're picking number one for a reason. Yeah. You know, whether it been them or they've been the Jets, it would have been the same reason, right? So, guys, this, is, beware, this, is, this is this is funny, real quick. I just had to say it real quick. Um, I, I'm going down Wikipedia on Trevor Lawrence and uh, personal life. Lawrence is one of three children of Jeremy and Amanda Lawrence. Lawrence is a Christian. And then watch this the paragraph ends by saying he is noted for his long hair. So, he's not noted, it's not the quarterback, it's, it's not the number one pick. That's it's, what Yanko fell in love with. That's yeah, that is something Jimmy. That in Jimmy G's jawline. Oh, that would be a apparently. Apparently, What's something to consider apparently. also, guys, is that these newer generation quarterbacks they start football in the selective sport or not selective sport, but uh, their competition at an early age is greater mm-hmm. than what quarterbacks did. So it's a really bad comparison, but I firmly believe that growing up, Jamarcus Russell wasn't geared into discipline and. Uh, structure and everything else like today there's select sports outside of what you just play at school middle school high school where you play football now year round so the athlete that you're producing in this generation and to come is a better athlete and maybe more mentally poised than what we had 10 20 years ago mm-hmm. coming into the league so, so I think you're saying they get groomed they're they getting groomed, groomed at a since such an early age. Yeah, yeah, they do. I live it here. So I work for a school district uh, here in DFW. You have fo- uh, col- college scouts looking at 7th and 8th graders already. It's nuts. Because these guys are so athletically gifted. Kids that are uh, uh, children of athletes. So they're getting exposure already. They're getting – you have your wild talent kids. But these kids are now, they have personal trainers, nutritionists. They're starting football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is, at such an early age that maybe for, aside from all the physical stuff, they're more poised mentally to walk into an organization that is, now if you're the Jets and you still had them Gase, I think Trevor Lawrence said, if with that situation, I'm not doing it. He's pulling an Eli Manning. He's pulling a... Uh, he goes, he goes back to Clemson. Heck, for another I think year. he does. I think he does. I think I it really does. Agree. But good question and good conversation. Absolutely. It's a good question for sure. I, I like I like where we went on that. And just to expand on Jamarcus Russell, I completely agree with you. I feel with him and many other quarterbacks that, that have come and gone that were bust, they were told, you are amazing. You just have it. You're good. But they never told them you got to work for it. And that's why I like Trevor Lawrence. I feel you said it. He's been groomed to do this. Sometimes it breaks and it doesn't work out. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey, hey Charlie, potential what if something, is there? What if what? something crazy happens, and he falls to number three? <laughs> okay, at draft day, right? You've, yeah. We've all seen draft don't day. Tease don't, yeah, tease don't, don't, don't tease him. Don't don't tease me on that. But draft day, if let's just say this: if the Jacksonville Jaguars, for more one bizarre reason, don't draft Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sure the Jets pick him either because something weird would. You know, something, it would have to, what the hell's going on? There's something more there. So, hey, 
uh, at Ohio State, Urban Meyer just, had Justin Fields. I know, but 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 it's but, not it's not logical, no. but it's not illogical. It's not. It's not. I I that would be as arrogant though as Kyle Shanahan picking Mac Jones. Agreed. Very but don't, isn't that who Be- the Niners want? That's what everyone's saying. I don't think that's the truth. I really don't. And I'm going to state this now before we finish because, anyway, we went over on time anyway, so might as well just put it out there. If Kyle Shanahan's drafts Mac Jones, I'm not going to complain about it because I trust Kyle Shanahan, but he better damn well not just win one Super Bowl, he better damn well win at least two or three because Ooh, you are saying, you, Charlie. you are saying that an average mediocre quarterback. You can make him work. You are you are trading trading away your your future, and I'm getting angry for this because you are trading the entire future for a mediocre quarterback, not a not a future good quarterback. No, you're going for a mediocre quarterback. I will trust Kyle Shanahan, but he better damn well immediately produce. So that's more of a pressure situation than Trevor. Then I agree, but 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 again, is this the media though? Because here's the thing: when DeForest Buckner was traded. To the Indianapolis Colts, he was actually tr- he was seeking the trade, and nobody knew anything. When the Niners tr- uh, uh, drafted Mike McGlinchey, nobody knew anything. We go back to the 2018 draft. Adam Schefter tweeted out Quentin Williams was actually no, not Quentin Williams. I forgot uh, Josh Allen. I forgot the, the the other defensive lineman in that draft that was picked uh, number three. He said that he was going over Nick Bosa, that they liked him over Nick Bosa. So I don't know how that much mind games so it is. So sweet. Oh my so gosh. Sweet. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, what have for you. Of course. But anyway, oh. see what I'm what I'm trying to get to is <laughs> I'm gonna trust whatever John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan do. I will. I'm not gonna because if anything, Kyle Shanahan's earned my respect. But but as 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 Trevor Lawrence not being drafted number one would be extremely arrogant and stubborn and saying to the NFL, I'm smarter. If Kyle Shanahan Drafts Mac Jones. This goes down as the most arrogant pick in NFL history. Is it? Is it worse than? It's not as bad as Bears and Mitchell, right? It's worse. It's worse no, than the Bears. And it's yeah, worse. heck it's worse. yeah. It's worse. You're more, I, Charlie. I, I think right now it's worse. Wait, are you agreeing or disagreeing? Are in oh. sync because I, I I grew tired. I'm no expert, but man. I'm like, you mortgaged your future first round picks. And at the moment that you're saying that is you're saying there's a there's a guy that I just am completely gaga over. And you're telling me that it's Mac Jones. The guy That's you the dude that you want. The guy you could have gotten at number 12, maybe. That's the dude that you want. You Which traded is why away all your assets. I, I don't think it's Mac Jones for that same reason. I think it's I, and it gets it gets me fired up. It really does because it, it it upsets me to think how much you're mortgaging for the future. But if you go Trey Lance or you go Justin Fields, is there? Here's the thing: Justin Fields and Trey Lance they could ultimately be bust as well. We already talked about the whole bust. But I understand why you would do it. I understand why it's coming. Mac Jones, you're getting you're go, you're telling me we don't want Jimmy Garoppolo and we're gonna it's go get Jimmy and we're thing. getting Jimmy Garoppolo point 2.0. So it's like wh- what? What this is gonna I be a great draft to be live with with Charlie. I it is, it is, it absolutely Charlie. is. <laughs> Guys, uh let us know. We are gonna 
more than likely, are we going to officialize these guys? We're making it live, right? We're going to have a podcast. We're going to figure out a way to to do to go live for sure. For sure. So how we go about it, um, Josh, I'm going to invite you to my meeting that Wednesday if you want to come on. <laughs> <laughs> so you can join us. Um, if not, either way, you know, once it's over, I mean, maybe you can jump on with us at the beginning, then jump on to your meeting. And then once it's done, you know, come on down. Uh, we're just, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be, we, we've never done this, so. I know I have a little setup. I'm thinking I'm going to have my TV here ready to go and uh, talk, discuss. I'll be pissed if we pick Matt Jones, but then I'll, I'll have it'll to be, figure it out. I guess. It'll be good because we'll be able to, I think to a degree, if Josh comes in, he gets an opportunity to just kind of absorb everything because I really believe that you and I, Charlie, will be living in the moment and Josh will be able to come in and go, ah, I told you, or... Are you yeah. really surprised by this? Are you really surprised by that? Kind of just the the outside perspective, right. the refreshing no, I like it. one. I like it. I like it. We'll be the typical booing in the in in the, what was it? Music hall. What is it called? Oh yeah, the radio city, hall city hall music hall. Radio music hall. Radio city. Yeah, there you go. So it'll be fun. Uh, Josh, are you gonna have a director's cut or since you kind right of away? Um, no, just right away. And I just caught it right now. Obviously, I jumped on board a little bit late today. Uh, but just one that I caught is Quentin Nelson did play with Andrew Luck. Just a heads up. Oh, okay, cool. And then I just want to make a loot how I have been mentioning the last two weeks. This is the 2016 NFL draft. So lo and behold, some of these names, fellas. And again, I'm just focusing on first round picks because they're the ones that have a little bit more, you know, they dedicate an entire program just for first round picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so Feast your eyes, and then you can tell me your end cap later. Number one overall pick, Jared. No, no, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Number 12, 2012. I said 2016. 2016, we already covered. 2012, guys. Sorry. 2012. 2012 NFL draft, number one overall, Sir Andrew Luck. Uh, Number two, Robert Griffin III, Uh the Washington football team. Number three, Trent Richardson to the Browns, running back. Number four, Matt Khalil, Vikings, tackle. Number five, Justin Blackman, Jacksonville Whoa. Jaguars, wide receiver. Wow. The OSU phenom, yeah. Number mm-hmm. six, Peace number six to the Cowboy fans, Maurice Claiborne, <laughs> cornerback. Oh, number seven, Mark Barron, Buccaneers, defensive back. Who's not even number, a linebacker? He's a linebacker now. <laughs> number eight, Ryan Tannehill. Miami Dolphins quarterback. Who was a receiver when he got to A&M? Yep. Number nine, Luke Keekley, Panthers, linebacker. Retired. Number 10, Stephon Gilmore, Bills, defensive back. Number 11, Dontre Poe, Chiefs, defensive tackle. He's the one who threw the touchdown, right? Yes. Number 12, Fletcher Cox, Eagles, defensive tackle. Number 13, Michael Floyd. Cardinals wide receiver. Bust. He liked too much. Number fourteen, Michael Brockers, Rams defensive tackle. Eh, not bad. Number fifteen, Bruce Irving, Seahawks defensive end. Bust. Number sixteen, Quinton Copels, Jets eh, okay. defensive end. Number seventeen, Drake Kirkpatrick, Bengals defensive back. Huh? Number eighteen, Melvin Ingram, Chargers defensive end. Number nineteen, Shea McClellan. Bears defensive end. Number 20, Kendall Wright, Titans wide receiver. Oof. Number 21, 
Chandler Jones, Patriots, defensive end. Number 22, Brandon Whedon, Browns quarterback. Oh, my God. Other OSU Mr. It's like 40-year-old virgin, 29-year-old rookie. Yes. <laughs> that comparison? <laughs> Number 23, Riley Reef, Lions tackle. Number 24, David DiCastro, Steelers guard. Good one. Number 25, Solid. Dante Hightower, Patriots linebacker. Good one. Number Solid. 26, Whitney Merciless, Texans defensive end. Number 27, Kevin Zaitler, Bengals guard. Number 28, Nick Perry, Packers defensive end. Nike Number shoes. 29, Harrison Smith, Vikings defensive wow. back. He's stud. Number 30, AJ Jenkins, Niners wide receiver. Oh, bust. Number 31, the muscle hamster, Doug Martin, Buccaneers running back. And 2016? Th- wow. 2012. Oh, 2012. 2012. Uh, and last but not least, Mr. Relevant. Well, not Mr. Relevant, but in the first round. 32, David Wilson, Giants running back. So wow. feast your eyes on the 2012 the NFL draft. David, David Wilson. Wilson. I don't even remember David Wilson. Too much. Well, there you go. That's and it just goes to show you the fascinating. There was some studs and there was some duds. Isn't sure. it crazy that Which of the three the... quarterbacks picked in the first round, the one that we least thought would make it is still around right now? What, Ryan Tannehill. You... Yeah. Did you did you put him wait real quick? Did you I, I, I thought Brandon Whedon was worse than him, to be honest. Then Ryan? Then, Tannehill, then yeah. Ryan Tannehill? Worse? So. Oh, yeah. Sure. Brandon, yeah, I, I was think... going to say, that's why I wouldn't put him least, but I would say that I, I if you would have told me. Well, three at least years in top ago, 10. Yeah. If you would have told because me. Because they were drafted top 10. If you would have told me three years ago, Ryan Tannehill, is he still going to be in the NFL? I would have said maybe. If you would have told me he would have started and gotten to an AFC championship, I would have been shocked. Brandon Whedon won in life. He decides, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to play quarterback. In my mid twenties, and then see if I get drafted. He gets drafted, and he still bounces. He made some, he made some bread drafting around. I mean, bouncing around the the league. He played for the Cowboys. Remember he that started he, for the Cowboys. He started for the Cowboys. I think he ended his career in Houston, which seems to be a common thing now, where you end your career, you get traded away. <laughs> but that dude, kudos to him, man. Absolutely, he did the least amount man. of effort. It's just freaking crazy that yet another draft, the, the Browns had two first-round picks, and they managed to take a big dump on them. But you know what, Getting bro? Trent Richardson did, and Brandon Whedon. Who did the Raiders pick that year? We didn't. They didn't have a first-round pick that, that year. Yeah. All I'm going to say is the Browns have screwed up for such a long time, but if I'm a Browns fan, I'm happy right now. And you oh, know what? Absolutely. It took a while, and it's going well, and only they can screw it up. But it's they're in the right direction. My only thing is, and we already mentioned it a little bit. I don't know if it was before the show or during the show or at what point. But I know we mentioned Henny at some point, Chad Henny. The Browns should have beaten those Chiefs. They should have beaten those Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes. And oh, I have yeah. to, and I have to wonder if that doesn't scar them because that was served on a silver platter. You didn't have to play Mahomes for the last quarter. You know whether you were down. You had a chance to beat them, and you couldn't stop Chad Henney. I believe that could, that can scar them. But we'll I see. was so mad, man. Anything I is was possible. so mad. 
Guys, so mad. Let's transition from so mad to happy. We have one week left of probably non-news, so we'll try to figure something out for next week. And the following week will be the big mock draft that we've been talking about. So mock draft, I guess now's the time to start getting prepping on that. But next week we'll have another one, and then it's the draft. So, hey, guys, just out of curiosity, at what time did you guys start? Oh, my God. No, it was like it was like uh, 7.20, give or take. Yeah. You know oh, what? We I made a, actually I made a point of emphasis to mention. <laughs> we're going close time- to three hours. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Are we really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so this will break the all-time record. All right. And we don't have much to talk about, supposedly. Well, Mr. Johnny P, you will thank me because I know you're on the road right now when you're listening to this on your way back, probably from Van Horn, because you probably already made it to Van Horn. You've done your work and you're coming back. So good job, my friend. Kudos to you. I'll see you in a few hours back at the office. Guys, any final thoughts? Uh, Mike Williams. I can't get over it, Yinko. Mike Williams. I didn't look at all the rounds, okay? Okay, 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 Yinko, real quick, though. It doesn't matter. You don't draft Mike Williams. (laughs) (laughs) He got picked pretty high. Yeah, and it was okay. (laughs) Anyway, I did the same thing they did. Guys, put the music on, my friend, because that's how we're going away. This has been fun. This has been awesome. I've had a blast. This has been one more super long edition of the CYJ Podcast. Adios. Deuces.